Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our humble abode, the FanDuel Thunderdome on this overreaction. Super Monday, January 16th, 2023. Show starts now. Football! We said it was an overreaction Super Monday because today wraps up Super Wild Card Weekend. We had an incredibly thrilling weekend of NFL games. The NFL proved they still got their fastball this weekend. Every game was a barn burner, except for the first one, and then that one didn't become a blowout until the fourth quarter. We're talking about a great fucking weekend of football that'll wrap up this evening in Tampa Bay. I cannot wait to continue to watch these NFL playoffs unfold. There's new storylines literally developing every single quarter. Let's go to the toxic table at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt at Boston Connor. Your big takeaway from the weekend, pal? Uh, Brian Dayball, probably the greatest man to ever walk in New York City since whoever invented the bacon, egg, and cheese or whatever the hell they eat there in the morning. Dan Jones, probably the best quarterback of the weekend. I'd say the guy's unbelievable. Probably earned himself, I don't know, $200 million, $150 million, who knows. But they are very good. They almost have that uh, Bengals vibe to them right now. Playing hot of last year, excuse me. Playing very hot. QBs playing unbelievable. Saquon's moving. Giants might be a tough out. Don't look now, but the Giants are some fucking dogs. They go into Minnesota and get a massive win. What Dayball's been able to do over there with Wink Martindale and Kafka, who's the yeah. offense coordinator, is already interviewing for head coaching jobs. Now, Kafka calls plays. Dayball's just part of the strategy or whatever. He's also huge for the culture over oh, there. Oh, huh? yeah. Oh, Cuzzy Slayton, who had a massive game and has played very well for the Giants, has a drop late, would have sealed the game, would have won the game for the Giants. Obviously a competitor in that moment. Slayton pissed off at himself. Dayball smacks him in the jaw. Hey, fuck, keep your head up. As if he is your uncle yes. who is at a family gathering looking to look out for you because something went wrong. That is what Dayball is. He comes waddling in mm-hmm. with his goatee mm-hmm. and fucking makes the entire organization 180. Yeah. I have no idea how he's been able to do it. Daniel Jones looks better than he's ever looked. Saquon Barkley's running harder than we've ever seen him. Unreal. What a fucking tank that guy uh-huh. is. So good. He had two spin moves, one play, looks so natural and easy like it was nothing. He's 230 or whatever. He's hitting it with nothing but burst. There's zero hesitation. There's a mic'd up version of Christian McCaffrey talking about how anytime I delay or hesitate, it's never there. Saquon Barkley has not hesitated all year. This has been a bounce back year for Saquon Barkley, and he told us this was coming literally last year at Radio Row. He was sick and tired of everybody calling him washed and saying Mm -hmm. he was tired. He said, next year I'm on a I'm on a journey to prove myself. Yeah. Yet again, he's a free agent. Dana Jones is a free agent. Dayball just got there. Wink Martindale, hopefully he'll be able to stick around because it appears it's him and Dayball are a tag team mm-hmm. that are going to be able to win for a long time in the tri-state area. But if Kafka leaves, are they okay? I think so because they still got Dayball. Mm-hmm. This appears to be a team that should be good for the long haul. I know Brucey Bronovich is in the back there. He shaved his beard into a goatee moments before the game kicked off. Hell yeah. He obviously came in on Friday and said to Giants, there's a couple things that are alarming to me. We're down a guy. This happened. The Vikings, they got Victor the Viking. Uh-uh. <laughs> now Bruce Bronovich is dragging his nuts all over Victor the Viking. Yeah. Bruce, what? what a weekend for you in the game. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it. New, New Jersey, Jersey is where oh, the yeah. team is. Yeah, Teams right. in New Jersey. Nonetheless, congrats to you, Bruce. It's been a long road since those glory days when Eli was under center and they were making magic happen late into the season. The Giants appear to be a bunch of dogs. Who the hell was the wide receiver I saw oh. making all the plays? Isaiah Hodgins. Absolute 
Dog. He's a he's a tr- total pro. Blocking too. He's incredible. How about Daniel Jones looking better than every other quarterback in the NFL right now? Yeah. When did that happen? Has this been all year? Because we haven't talked about it much. Mostly because they're the fucking Giants, uh-huh. and you got to do what you got to do. Is Daniel Jones been playing like this all year? We're talking seeds. Ran for like seventy five yards, which we know. We were yeah. asked one time oh, yeah. on this stage by somebody right there. What do we know about Daniel Jones? Well. First one, always going to hit the over on rushing. Every time. Incredibly athletic, incredibly durable for how much he runs. He took some big-time shots yesterday and just bounced right back up. He's got a lot of Andrew Luck in him, right? Kind of a nerd, able to run, can throw. I don't know if he has the physical stature of Andrew just yet, but he's fucking close. His neck was massive whenever Mm -hmm. they showed him. He's going to be a free agent next year. You guys are going to have to send him. Has this been him all year, or when did it really start clicking, Bruce? We haven't been paying attention enough. He's been cooking and improving all year, but uh, yesterday really felt like full bloom this is daniel jones he's a guy that we can depend on both in the run game and obviously dropping dimes all over the field you know what he didn't do what's that turn it over or or blink he didn't blink no he didn't uh-uh. not once Got nope. was off. he was like this the whole time mm-hmm. just fucking they showed him on the sideline something bad happened daniel jones something great happened Daniel Jones. That's right. Dayball is fucking perfect for the team. You yes. guys have to be obsessed with this little round man with the bald head and the goatee who seemingly has made you guys go from stink, stank, stunk to holy shit, we might win it all. Is that is that what all Dayball did? Is that the Ford F-150 showing up? And ever since then, you guys have been a whole new operation over there? Hell yeah. Got to be coach of the year. <laughs> I mean, to think a year ago it was third and eight on our own five. We're running a quarterback oh. sneak and punting the ball away. Um, it's incredible yeah. what, what coaching was- does and – and how, how amazing him and the whole staff has been this year. Will you get closer to this camera real quick? You don't have to speak. We just need to make sure everybody sees that goatee. Get in there, Bruce. Get in, in there, there, Bruce. Get in there, Bruce. Oh, shit. Damn. Terrible headset. Oh! Yeah. Oh! Atta baby, Bruce. Yeah. Congratulations. Hey, Bruce. A little off, though, the goatee. Yeah, it's a little off-center, yeah. Kind of weird. Just a little Didn't bit. Didn't use the stencil. Right. So Bruce judges everything Bruce does harder than anybody I've ever been around. Oh, now, yeah. I am a very harsh self-critic. I think sure. you have to be in any profession that you actually want to have success. you got to you know, kind of talk to the mirror and say, hey, this stunk, this didn't stink. Bruce is one of the people who does that, but then he'll just second-guess everything he does for he would potentially never leave this building if he thought his steps were not right. Like, he has that type of <laughs> oh, yeah. potential second-guessing. That's why he didn't shave the goatee, I think, the entire time. Exactly. He finally did it. It looks amazing. Unbelievable. Sweet. The Giants win. We tell him it's sweet. He goes, uh, it's like a millimeter off. It's like, yeah, we noticed, Bruce. We get okay. it. <laughs> Bruce, you did a great job. Fucking enjoy yourself, yeah, buddy. Bruce. Bruce. Bruce, you're good at what you do. You're a great person to be around. The Giants are good, and the goatee looks fantastic. Well done. Fucking enjoy it, Bruce. Well done, Bruce. Cool. Thank you, boy. Proud of you. Croatia's never going to win the World Cup. No. But- that's just one thing I guess that's not going for. Yeah, Ty Schmidt, obviously rocking the Bud Light three-quarters right. right. Be a Bud, tell a Bud, bud grab some Bud Light. Right. Pretty catchy jingle. Mm-hmm. I'll Very. Say. We're kind of in the middle of a whirlwind last week. We go from national championship to not really sleeping much to, oh, the Bud Light deal's done. Oh, mm-hmm. we want to announce it this week. Mm-hmm. Oh, write a jingle, create a jingle, do a jingle, release jingle, film jingle, what? play computer, what? let what? it go. What? And people were so incredibly <laughs> kind. It was very, very nice of what everybody's responses were to the – but after listening to it over the weekend, I listened to it probably like 10, 15 times this weekend just to hear like which part of it sucks. You know what I mean? Kind of like what Bruce says. Let me hear what people could potentially think. So, 
pretty good little jingle. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm For pretty sure. proud of your guys' performances in there, acting in slow motion. Ty, you have a throw in that mm-hmm. video. Perfect form. I appreciate that. I mean, perfect form. Nick Moralda catches that thing one-handed and chugs a beer. Wide. Tone Diggs has a line, a bar in yeah, there. That, that bar was written during the show. If you mm-hmm. go back and watch the show, the day of which we filmed that Bud Light commercial, which would have been... Thursday. Yeah, yeah Thursday. Right. that's right. Tone actually says, like, something along the line, shit is divine or whatever. And I'm like, okay, you're going to put that in. That, <laughs> boom, we put you. You did incredible. Big shout out to fucking Bud Light for allowing us to get Bud Light. But, Ty Schmidt, aside from a couple ice cold Bud Lights, um, what was your big takeaway from Super Wild Card Weekend, which was honestly thrilling from beginning until last night at about midnight? Thought it might go till 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. because oh of that Bills Dolphins game, which was a real marathon. But what's your big takeaway from the weekend, Ty? You know, a lot of people talking about the Chargers charging, and I kind of felt it all season long. Uh, it stinks because Herbert is so fun to watch. Their offense is explosive, they have playmakers and stars everywhere, but. They're just pretenders, and they kind of like as a Packers fan too. I I was just thinking back to when the Packers just absolutely melted and choked in the NFC Championship game in Seattle. I can't imagine how Chargers fans were feeling oh. yesterday morning when they woke up. It just like and to think of a team that you know is that good, that young, and has so much promise, and now as the making the playoffs and having the season end, and be thinking like. Where do we go from here? What do we do? You know, a lot of people talking about Brandon Staley. I don't know how you keep him as your head coach. I don't know if they'll fire him, but it's just like, it, I don't know. I mean, that watching that game, you know, it was to the point where I'm sure a lot of people probably didn't even see the end of it because they went to bed at halftime because it was the late game on Saturday. And it was like, you know what, fuck it, 27 to 7. Trevor Lawrence has thrown four picks. He looks so bad. And then... For whatever reason, the the Chargers do the exact opposite of kind of what they've done through the entire Staley era. Their buttholes get very tight. They're not aggressive. They don't go for it, and they just completely implode. And it's like this is the Chargers team that that we have come to expect. And and after something like that happens, you kind of wonder like, is this franchise doomed? Can they ever get over something like this? It's going to be tough. You're up twenty seven zip in the yeah. goddamn playoffs on the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four on. interceptions for the other quarterback for your defense, and you got this thing signed, sealed, delivered. It's yours, right there. Yeah. You're not a Chargering fan anymore. No, 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 we're the brand new Chargers. You know why? Because Staley plays in a electrifying uh-huh. style of football. Mm-hmm. We got a quarterback that's bigger, stronger, faster, and can make throws that you can't make. And our defense hunts. I mean, Sante Samuel Jr. had three fucking picks yeah, in the first quarter. They get up with four all together. This team was ready to go. Cameron Dicker, incredible kicker. All yeah. year, only missed one all year. Punter J.K. Scott is a fair catch machine. They're not going to give up a big return. This team might fuck around and win some games and really go on a run here in a very, very difficult AFC. But instead... Waffle House Trevor mm. Trevor Lawrence mm. says, I don't care if I throw four picks. I'm going to have the mental toughness of a motherfucking Navy SEAL. Yeah, Navy yeah. SEAL, Marine, Army Green Ranger, Beret. Green Mate, Beret. Something along those lines. Yeah. Like yeah. Not being able to break. That is something that would break anybody. Oh, you yeah. throw one pick in the biggest stage that you've ever been in in the NFL. Obviously, all year has been great, much better than your rookie year. You throw one pick in the first quarter, everybody's going to say, this guy sucks, especially when it's on your first passing attempt. Yeah. Then you go out there again. You do the same fucking thing. Throw another pick. Tough. You go out there again. You throw another pick. At some point, the drunk's in the pool with 40-degree weather, which absolutely fantastic yeah. Florida man situation. There. Hell, yeah. You got full-on... Uh, I think it was 
Rodney, maybe? I think it was Rodney. Yeah, Rodney and Jack were Rodney's up there. Rodney's in yeah. full jacket. Mm-hmm. We're talking trench jacket, Glove trench too. coat, gloves. And then you got that drunk Florida man in the back with his kid lifted above yeah. the water. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you're in water, warm. When you're in the in the water, it's warm. Your body kind of gets acclimated to it, especially if it's a heated pool. We all know this. I'm not saying anything that nobody understands, but just something to think about. When does it get cold when you get out of there? Oh, that yeah. Florida man's lifting his child up to get in his shower. <laughs> yeah. That kid's sitting there fucking watching, staring it down, mm-hmm. no problem at all. What an incredible, absolutely phenomenal performance by that Jacksonville Jaguars fan base yeah. for not turning. That first quarter, oh, they yeah. could have booed Trevor Lawrence the fuck out of that stadium. Yep. They could have been very upset with everything that they've been through to get to that point, have a home playoff game, and for their team to seemingly lay an egg. This is what Trevor Lawrence is. This is what the Jacksonville Jaguars are. Whenever the bright lights come on, whenever they need to win, they're not going to be able to do it. And then Doug Peterson says at halftime, we're just going to go in and tell them we got one play at a time, we got to do this whole thing, all the cliches that everybody hears, and then they fucking do it. Yeah. And then Trevor Lawrence doesn't blink. Trevor Lawrence steps right back in there, and him and Zay Jones have some sort of connection there. They're going to have to talk about for a long yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Christian Kirk comes in makes some massive plays. Everything that they did seemingly in the second half worked, and everything they did in the first half seemingly was terrible. But the ability to go ahead and compartmentalize all of that and move along, move forward, not blink, make plays like that, yep. and then seemingly end it with a two-point conversion in which you just take your big-ass body <laughs> and reach over everybody else. And then look at the spike. Bang. That's Bang. genuine emotion. Real smooth spike. Bang. I think everybody's trying to make that thing land flat. I think that's the goal. Sure. And I don't know if everybody knew that was a play call. I don't think anybody knew that was a play yeah. call. When he ran off, Doug. I think that was Trevor Lawrence, yeah, just strictly calling that. But his spike, emotional, we've seen that out of him all year. Yeah. We've seen a little bit different Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. And he did an interview, uh, I forget who it was with. Hmm, I fucked up. Before the game? Yeah. He did an interview, it was a sit-down interview. But listening to him talk about how, the the vibe I got from it, I don't want to direct uh, directly quote him or whatever. The vibe I got from it was like he's almost at the point where he's like allowing himself to be a human. Like you know yes. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like a little bit freer. Uh-huh. Like allowed to have emotions, allowed to be happy, allowed to be sad, allowed to. That's kind of the vibe I got because I think that's what we notice all year. Now we've watched the Jacksonville Jaguars because we have a team in the AFC South right here in Indianapolis that we have to pay attention to because I'm a fan of the Indianapolis Colts. Obviously they're not in the wild card or in the playoffs because they suck this year. Sure, right. So sure. that's all we got to talk about them. But I talk, I watch the Jags this year a lot because the Jags won the AFC South. Seemingly out of nowhere. Beginning of the season, not great. Then they turn it on. Doug Peterson is a real fucking horse whisperer to those stallions down there. In Trevor Lawrence, we saw something we hadn't seen. Whenever you're in high school and you're anointed the next one, when you're in college and you're anointed the next one, in this era of everything being on camera, everything Mm -hmm. being on camera, Trevor Lawrence has had to be a fucking robot so that he wouldn't get caught either being over-emotional. Oh, this guy's sensitive. This guy's sensitive. He's getting upset about this. Oh, this guy's arrogant, cocky, piece of shit. He's Mm -hmm. this far. So I feel like the world made him a fucking bland human because if he got too high on the highs, this guy isn't the next one. Too low on the lows, this guy's too immature. This is literally since high school. He goes into Clemson, fills in what he got subbed in, I think, like fucking first quarter, second quarter, his Mm -hmm. first ever start. Old buddy who was, I think, a Heisman finalist the year before gets benched. He goes in there, he throws a strike down the left side. I think his first pass, no re... Like... His whole career yeah. just like oh, yeah. yep. very professional. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, this is who so it is. Then he gives the interview before the draft. He 
do you love football? Yeah, I love football. Of course. But I don't like need, like this isn't a big thing. So everybody's like, oh, this guy's got different interests and he's not very emotional. I think Doug Peterson went in there and let him know like, hey, you're allowed to be a human, buddy. Yeah. Like, hey, you're allowed to be very excited. You've worked very fucking hard to get here, right? You remember all those days in high school and college when you weren't able to go and do anything that everybody else was doing that it was a lot of fun and you were fucking grinding and working on your throws and growing your hair, obviously, because of how phenomenal it is. You're allowed to enjoy that process. And then on the flip side, whenever it doesn't work out, you're allowed to be like fucking bummed about it. And the guys are allowed to see you act like that because the guys and everybody loves it. So maybe we hadn't seen it, but it felt like this year publicly he was much more of a fucking regular human mm -hmm. than as opposed to a robot it has been. I have grown to love watching Trevor Lawrence play football. Oh, yeah. He'll miss a throw. Okay, He's not perfect yet. He still has a lot of time to get better. Mm -hmm. This is basically his rookie year. Yeah. Last year, yeah. he's with fucking Urban, and who knows how yeah. that count. even became yeah. a thing. Imagine if the mustachioed man, Shad Khan, doesn't fire Urban Meyer after one year of the Urban Meyer experience. No we have no idea no. that Trevor Lawrence is who Trevor Lawrence is. Imagine if they don't overpay for Christian Kirk. We have no idea who Trevor Lawrence is, let alone ETN coming in and making mm -hmm. his plays and Doug Peterson being the perfect guy for the job. But this Jaguars team coming out of nowhere this year, fucking bravo. Yeah. Unbelievable. Bravo. That's like a, what, franchise-changing win, right? Like the yeah, Jags now. at home. At home. In They're front fans, of your, right? Yeah, in oh, front yeah. of your own fans after mm -hmm. what happened, too, with, like, the 2017 team that just gets blown up and everybody basically has to leave after that. Like this is a young team, Doug Peterson, his first year. Fun brand of football. Fun yeah. brand of football, big plays, and Trevor Lawrence, obviously, is one of the guys in the NFL, especially when you look at the AFC side. I called him Waffle House Trevor Lawrence because obviously everybody has seen it. Mm -hmm. He was spotted celebrating that wild card win yeah. at Waffle House late night with the whole team, mm -hmm. the family team. Yep. I love him. Shout out. Yeah. If he would have walked in there with a Bud Light, oh, man. that would have been, you know what I mean? Game yeah. set, Sign delivered. Yeah. I don't know if he drinks. I assume he does it. One, these younger athletes, it's not really like alcohol uh -huh. is their first go about. You know, They're all built like fucking just yeah, Greek statues. gods pretty much. Mm -hmm. yeah. But him going to Waffle House after winning, like this dude, I think the biggest thing, yeah, look at him. I mean, he looks so fucking cool, dude, walking He's through Crushing here. it. There's the family, I assume. Looks like a bunch of little Trevor Lawrence's there. Mm -hmm. Probably the wife, girlfriend. Great guy's tall. Brother. Boom. Cool-ass Trevor in the back. Mm -hmm. Hey, no big deal. I just need a fucking couple. Is that uh, jukebox in Waffle House? Is that a yeah, yeah. Tunes? That's every, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can go in and steal one of those. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you go to a small town Waffle House on your way out, go ahead and put on some sync or something. Hell, yeah. Never be welcome back there again, yep. but also just think about what's going on in that Waffle House as soon as you get out of there. Mm -hmm. Good fit. takes my money like a touch tunes. Yeah, especially because you got to outbid people to get yeah. to the front. Right. Oh, yeah, fast right. pass. Yeah, because Waffle House quick, efficient. They serve mm -hmm. the food quick, fast. Sure. Tim McAfee's like favorite restaurants, Waffle House. So mm -hmm. I've been to, I've been to a Waffle House. Damn near every state. Probably 30 states, yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably 30, 35 states. Whatever truck driver. So, obviously, Waffle House is a go-to for the truck drivers. Uh, but it's so quick. Mm -hmm. So, if you don't buy your oh, way gotcha. to the top of the top, yeah, you're never going to hear yeah. you. No, screw So, you kind of you got to – they get you in there. That's a good play by them. Good play by everybody. Good play by Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. yeah Congratulations. Back. And also, Riley Patterson making that fucking kick, man. Yeah. As it was late night, as I was watching it, wife was already asleep, passed out. She did not know it became a game until she woke up. Like maybe 1 a.m. to go to the bathroom. A lot of that with her being pregnant. And uh, I was still like kind of away, kind of out of it. I go, Jags one or whatever. And she goes, what? She sat down. Mm -hmm. She thought she had the teams fucked up. Mm -hmm. She thought they were up, yeah, they were up 27 nothing or whatever. I was like, no, 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 no. They were down. They were down 27 zip yeah, and they nuts. came back. 
she she did I miss like the greatest second half? I was like second second greatest. Actually, yeah. it's like the yeah. second yeah. greatest. Uh-huh. Yeah, like the second greatest of all time. Yeah, yeah. Congrats to Jags, though. We're very happy. She goes, all right. AFC South, not good news. No, no. she's a diehard, lifelong Colts fan. Tough. The Jags winning, like she's pumped. We're pumped for the Jags. Because, like, the Jags are a good story. Mm-hmm. But that's not good for the AFC no. South no, not at, at all. all, especially with how they're playing. Doug Peterson getting incredibly creative. He said after the game, well, yeah, if they line up outside, we just run it inside. They line up inside, we run it outside. I'm like, huh, <laughs> genius. <laughs> Absolutely genius. <laughs> on this fourth and one to get into field goal range, ETN pulling away, staying in bounds, keeping the clock rolling. Logan Cook, obviously the punter, on a sideline pumped up to go hold for the game winner. This thing started tailing. I thought he missed it. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was trying to record it and do, like, a, let's go, like all my wife was sleeping but i thought it missed so i had to like i took it down and by that i already seen trevor lawrence hitting a hot lap celebrating the whole thing congrats to the jags pump for it but you're right to bring this whole thing back that's a fucking tough go yeah. for the chargers yeah. Yeah. devastating also riley patterson missed that he's cut the next day uh-huh. probably yep after the comeback yeah. that thing swerves so that's just like uh he hit it a little bit just like a golf swing a little outside in probably or maybe on the the part of the ball he hit it he he misses like by that much more and that thing pushes and hits the upright he don't have a job yep no chance especially after that comeback it can't be the one that misses it yeah so he hits that thing a little bit like that kind of hits a little fat he missed like that much that that much more probably right if you just think on the ball with a foot can't really mm-hmm. foot's pretty far away from you can't really just control it. That thing hits the upright, down, Chargers win. Riley Patterson fired. Yep. Yeah. Guaranteed. With what the co- yeah. Can't. Fucking buddy. He makes it. Yeah. Who cares? Right. Celebrate. He's a, a waffle house. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's yeah. a legend. Yeah. And if yeah, he, sign that for the rest of your life yeah. down there in Jacksonville. If he misses, too, there's a flag because the Chargers were offsides. So oh, yeah. could you imagine that on top of blowing a lead, oh, my uh, missing the field yeah. goal, and then them, them getting to kick it again because Staley they actually pushed the guy offsides. He was on the field. Yeah, yeah, Staley is the reason that the guy jumped <laughs> offsides, and Staley uh-huh. is the reason that everything that didn't go right in the first half for the Jags went right in the second half for the Jags. They're on Staley right oh, now. Boy. Everybody's Big on time. him, especially yep. with Sean Payton available. And our friend Andrew Brandt, Brandt. Right. who's yep. former agent, lawyer, and executive for the Packers who Correct. did contract yep. structure, basically. He tweeted out that was like, it's going to be hard for me to believe that Sean Payton's going to go to the San Diego Chargers when they have least fi- or top five poorest owner yes. in the NFL, in the Spanos family. Still rich. Like, mm-hmm. let's not get crazy. This right. is like calling yeah. Brock Purdy small, mm-hmm. and you're just comparing him to offensive linemen in the NFL. Real life, Brock Purdy big, Stetson Bennett big, all these people. But in the NFL, top five poorest ownership groups, I guess, is the Chargers. And then obviously the Broncos are available. They are the richest owner in all of sports, so in all of the NFL. Yeah. And there's no cap on coaches' salary. So if Denver really wants to be the only one in the race for Sean Payton, they can just run up the number Easy. and nobody else will be able to keep up, including allegedly the Spanos family with everything else that they have to pay for, especially in L.A. So it's certainly something to watch. But Herbert with Sean Payton, everybody assumes would be great. Staley's taking it on shins, though. He can't be the D coordinator and a former quarterback and a head coach and give up a 27-zip lead in the playoffs when everybody says that that's what your team has a problem with doing. So it sucks for Staley. Congrats to the Chargers. And uh, Joey Bosa was right. That yeah. guy was offsides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty damning, too, the whole Bosa-Staley situation at the end. Like, do you read into that at no, all? No, Bosa actually said, I threw my helmet down. He picked it up, tried to give it to me. 
I threw it down again. How does he look bad? I'm the one that looks bad. Oh, okay. So that's actually what Bosa. Bosa yeah. said, like, do not. Mm-hmm. This is yeah, not. Not based on our relationship. It's not whatsoever. like Bosa looked at Staley. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, okay. And was like, keep my helmet on the ground. Yeah. No, he was just so incredibly pissed <laughs> off. I would like to know what he said to that ref. Uh, because the way this was handled by Smith, right, Sean? Yeah. Yep. He was uh, the uh, Buffalo Cincinnati ref right. who was in the middle of the whole thing. That's oh, yeah. how I think the world was introduced to him. Or he's been around a while. Him chasing down Bosa, asking him, what did you just say to me? And then throwing that 15-yard penalty. Fascinating. Very, very fascinating. Very huge, obviously, because yeah. it leads to a two-point conversion. I would not be one. Yeah. Unreal. I, I, I don't want this helmet, is what he said to Staley, I think. But. It was talked about afterwards, and the fact that it was Staley, wild. Like, you'd think a D coordinator or somebody would be able to pick that up instead of the fucking head coach, like that guy maybe. Yeah. Kind of put Staley in an interesting spot. <laughs> and then Bosa says, fuck it, I'm doing <laughs> it again. Right, his face. It's just but I'll be excited to see what happens with Staley. I have no idea what the right answer is there. He's It's only his second year there. Yeah. Seemingly, True. they've gotten better. Mm-hmm. They made the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs the last four years True. or whatever. Very banged up. But it is Herbert's rookie contract basically being yep. done and no real success. And Sean Payton wants to live in L.A. And you have a quarterback and it's available. So that's going to only continue to heat up, but congrats to the Jags. Let's not take away from them. Let's go to one half of the hammer. Don Cowboys, Tone Diggs. Tone Diggs, your big takeaway from the weekend, pal. Uh, I'm worried about a team that I uh, bet on to win the Super Bowl, uh, and that's the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I love the Cincinnati Bengals. I really do. I bet on to win the Super Bowl. They're an AFC North representative. Um, But now that they have lost Alex Kappa, what? Jonah Williams, what? Lyle Collins, what? two of those guys you brought in this year to sure up that O-line that could have been potentially a problem last year, even though they, they did go to the Super Bowl. It's deja vu, you're saying. I, I'm, I, I am bet. like, Burrow is awesome. Burrow makes up for a lot, but the, the teams that you're going to have to face, I worry about their O-line going forward because Bengals, Bengals' defense is awesome. Their weapons are awesome. Mm-hmm. Burrow is incredible. Um, but kind of like losing those three or five starting alignment that you've had all year long, and then with the teams that you have to face, and, yeah. and can Burrow make up for that every single time? Like, and then you got to go into Buffalo and do that. A team that you saw, now they didn't look great yesterday either. But uh, I'm worried about the Bengals, a team that I had high hopes for coming off of last year's Super Bowls. I'm just a little bit, I'm a little bit, I'm sad kind of for them because you know that's a team that for my money and for that, nice. for the AFC North. And yeah. Well, remember last year they had zero offensive linemen seemingly true, true. blocking for Joe Burrow. Right. They made it all the way to the Super Bowl, and they're one pressure away from Aaron Donald who, what was that all about? Yeah, yeah what's he doing? Snip, snap, snip, snap. Uh, Aaron, what are you doing? Just messing around? Hey, Aaron, uh, Mr. AD, we'd like to let you know that your Pizza Hut was fantastic that you brought to oh us already. Oh, my God. Oh, so we appreciate it. It was just uh, basically covered breadsticks because yeah. it doesn't do sauce. Yeah, yeah. no sauce on it. Cheesy there. bread? So it's cheesy bread. Yeah, it's like a yeah. cheesy bread, but it was the most delicious cheesy sure. bread we've ever Unbelievable. had. Unbelievable. Not pizza. If you don't have sauce, I don't think it's, it's pizza. pizza. No. He knows that, though, and he mm-hmm. does that he just does to, that. just so, will anybody say that this isn't pizza to me? Probably not. Because where Aaron Donald grew up, top five pizza in the world was. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Dallas Salad Pizza, top five pizza in Penn Hills there in the area. I mean, it is where he's from. A lot of great pizza. Where he's at. Okay. So I appreciate the fact of what his angle is on the pizza. Whenever he brought us pizza at Radio Row a couple years back yep. with his Pizza Hut deal, we also appreciate the fact that Aaron Donald has been a fucking man child forever. Just so much bigger, stronger, faster than everybody with a, a, 
a football mindset that he could read motions from the interior defensive line when other people would find that difficult because you couldn't really see things. So normally on the outside, and you see safeties obviously make checks and linebackers make checks, and you'll see some rush ends and edges make checks and corners and everything like that when people go in motion. But normally in the interior of the D-line at D-tackle position, that shit's too much going on. He had this incredible ability to be able to get a sense of what play was coming, when it was coming, and adjust his leverage accordingly. And even though there was normally two to three guys on the offensive line that were there to get rid of him, he wrecked the fucking game all the time. You won a Super Bowl. He said his plan was to play eight years and then retire. He got enough money to take care of his family. The video of him telling his dad you don't have to work anymore was like fucking real life emotional if you were to watch it back again. So he had everything in his mind that he wanted to retire last offseason. He comes back. Let's run it back. Let's do it. We're getting the whole gang back. I'm addicted to the confetti, he said, after he got a taste of it one time. And then they have a shit year, and everybody assumes, okay, Aaron Donald probably going to retire. So that conversation's already taking place. Aaron Donald's probably done. What's Aaron Donald going to do next? Whatever the hell Aaron Donald wants to do. If Aaron Donald wants to get into that TV, I assume he'll crush anything he wants to crush. Imagine he wants to get into celebrity boxing. Sure. Yeah. Or look in the UFC or, or actual yeah. boxing. Yeah. 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 Or you anything he wants to do. And I don't. I'm not saying he wants to remain in a physical combat sport or whatever. But literally, Aaron Donald could do whatever the fuck Aaron Donald wants to do. He has an eight pack. He could be an actor right now. They could have him stand. Yeah. Like he could literally do anything he wants to do. So whenever he updates his Twitter account and says former Pitt Panther. Pit football player and then former NFL D lineman whoa. for the Rams. I'm not out of nowhere. Yeah. Out of fucking nowhere. It's like, whoa, that was on purpose. That wasn't an accident because you got to type that in. It's not like you can copy and paste no. and kind of change anything. So obviously the internet's a buzz. Like, oh, one of the greatest football players of all time just retired. How? By editing his profile on his Twitter. <laughs> Real yeah. simple. So then he changed it back and no longer says former, say, former says NFL D lineman for the Rams. So did the Rams call him and offer him more money, huh. renegotiate a deal? Did somebody say, hey, did you know you put former after uh, before the Rams thing as well as the pit football thing? So I don't know what took place, but that came out of fucking nowhere. Absolutely yeah. nowhere. And McVay said he was back this week. Yep. Right. So it was like, what? this doesn't kind of add up at all just because the whole thought was McVay's probably leaving. He's telling his entire coaching staff, go look for jobs elsewhere. And then McVay says he's back, and then he you know, does this whole entire thing. This, this former thing came after McVay announced that he was coming back. That was Friday news. Congrats, yeah. McVay, making yeah. a decision. Yeah, we were off the air. It was like 20 minutes after we went off the air or whatever. Congrats to him. He's back. He's not back. Who knows? Who cares? It, no, we do care. We do care. Yeah. Watch but just play. take your time. Just yeah, take, yeah, yeah. do whatever right. you got to do. Uh, uh, let's move back to the Cincinnati Bengals, though. Without Aaron Donald being Aaron Donald, he completes that to Jamar Chase. Sure. Jamar Chase scores a touchdown. Fucking Bengals might win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Bengals Super Bowl. If there is a team, that's I mean, with, for it. with no offensive line, they were able to do that. Yeah. So I assume that's what they're going to lean upon, and hopefully these guys will be able to step up and do better than they did last year on the offensive line. But you don't think them getting a massive win there whenever they did not play great, right? No. And Snoop played... I wanted him as a Colt before he did the, uh, the whole song and yeah. dance, the up over top song and dance yeah. uh, situation there, because that was a mistake, that was an error. Harbaugh came out and said that a lot of other people came out and said that he was supposed to go low. He decided to go high. Great athlete. Just saw Trevor Lawrence the night before. Fucking reach over mm-hmm. and do one. Maybe he thought he'd be able to catch him by surprise. Instead, Logan Wilson, who is a dog, two hand punches that thing, and I think a helmet hits it, and it ends up in a six foot five, two hundred and sixty five pound Ohio fuck Sam Hubbard's hands. Mm-hmm. And he goes for 98 
yards. This was the turn of the game. Baltimore Ravens score right here. I assumed Baltimore Ravens would end up winning this game. Instead, the punch out by Logan with two hands. Give me that! And then there was a... There was a tweet from some oh, analytical company that said the chip in the ball said that it was 0.6 yards away from the end zone. So two feet, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because a yard is three feet. Yes. So 0.6 is roughly two-thirds. So that's like two feet away yep. or a foot and eight inches or whatever the hell it is. Next-gen stats here with the NFL logo next to its name a couple different times next to its check mark. Right? So that oh, has to yeah. mean something. Yep. Yeah, it's that on means team. the NFL has said, hey, this is our Powered motherfucking. By yeah. How close was Tyler Huntley to crossing the plane with the football? According to the chip in the football, the closest the ball got to the end zone was 0.6 yards from the goal line. I read that, said chip in the football. What? When did we decide that? I know that has been a conversation. And joining us now, okay, a man who probably has the answers. A uh, guy who hopefully will be able to get this sorted for us because I had no idea this was an actual. No they tested it at the Pro Bowl. It seemingly is the right decision. Remember, we thought if you put a chip in a ball and it didn't affect how the ball flew or uh-huh. how the ball anything, that's much smarter than having fucking chains come onto the field yeah. and people deciding if it's a first down in 2022, 2023. First Amazon Prime game, the chains were used. Yeah. The chains made it to the NFL streaming on the internet era. None of us could have thought that was going to take place with technology. Mm-hmm. We understand that the chains will probably always be there because it's a part of the game. But using it as an actual ruling device on whether or not a drive continues or does not in an era in which we have lasers everywhere never made sense. Now NextGen Stat says, according to Chip and Wall, about two feet short or whatever. <laughs> Joining us now, a man to tell us why he hasn't told us that chips are in the football yeah. or if... Are footballs just being tested during the playoffs with the chips in the ball? And how many other things do we not know about? Like mm-hmm. the uh, sky review being used a lot more. Yep. I think that was great for the game. Oh, yeah. How come we haven't done that all season? Or have we been doing it all season, just not as much or as focused as it has been in the playoffs? Ladies and gentlemen, senior insider for the NFL, the league itself, the network that it owns, and the streaming service, NFL Plus. Plus. Host of the weekly wrap of the Rap Sheet and Friends, us being the friends, he being a Rap Sheet and Rap Plus. Ian, sorry it took me so long to get there. Uh, we we're, were rolling. There's chips in the football now. I know we always talked about that. That's real. How long has this been happening, and why haven't we heard about this seemingly ever? I I think mainly because that account hasn't tweeted it. So, like, hmm. it's my understanding that there are chips everywhere, like shoulder pads on players, on pylons, on balls. Like, all this stuff is measured, and there's measuring what? devices everywhere. I think the issue with chips is that they can't be the determining factor, like, right away. Like, officials aren't going to be like, all right, what did the chip say? Okay, it said this, therefore it crosses the plane. Because I think the technology is not, like, perfect enough. It's good. It's really good. But it is not 100%. And sometimes there are errors. Sweet. And so, like, the ten- like everyone agrees that tennis has great technology. But I'm looking at that and I'm like, uh, all right, I don't – surely it makes mistakes at some point. It's like when your car – has like the thing where it, it shows your car backing up and has the lines, but like the lines aren't really there. Anyway, technology isn't quite good enough to have that be what officials use only, but it can help us 
understand what's going on. Okay, so first of all, backup cameras need to have it fucking tight. People are only relying upon that. Yeah. So let's make sure that it yeah, is. Yeah, you better, you better look around. Just give a little like. I know what you're you saying. Know? Yeah, but that doesn't happen. I've been in a car with a lot of people driving because I've uh, been traveling a lot. So I'm in a lot of. And anytime somebody has to back up, there isn't even a thought nope. to look. They, they don't even look. They look. It, you, to back Man. up, this is where you look, actually. That, mm-hmm. is, that is the only place you do it. So let's hope that technology is more advanced than a chip in a football, it sounds like. So what you're saying is this is all just testing to see how accurate the chip can get. Do you think there's going to come a time soon where we're going to utilize the chip as a ruler as opposed to maybe chains or other things like that? Or is that never going to be the case? I don't think it's testing. I think it's just information. And, like, we like it. Teams love it. Like, you know, teams can now measure everything from, like, you know, they can go through practice and be like, all right, are these players decreasing how many miles per hour they're running? Okay. Yeah, that's not a chip in a ball, rap, rap, rap. We know there's GPS on people. The chip in the ball is a big fucking deal. Like, this is a vastly – I didn't know this was happening. I had no idea this was taking place. I didn't think it was that – I did not think it was that big of a deal. What? We got people running with chains on – we got a 90-year-old guy Jacob, running with chains on and they're doing this whole, And we got a fucking chip in the ball and we're not using it. That I, I didn't know that was – why are they doing There's that? There's nothing more ridiculous than the chain gang. I am – I am Made it onto Amazon. On. They made it onto Prime. Chains were used to determine a first down on Prime. Made it into the streaming era. I would have never guessed that. <laughs> would have never guessed that, especially if there's chips in the ball. You think that's ever going to change or no? Uh, probably. The NFL does – you mentioned the – it's not a sky judge, but it's sort of like an expedi- yes. expedited Let's go with that. replay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that happened during the season, but I think more so now. At, there's two instances I can recall just from this weekend alone. I think there's more, but at least two that come to mind right now. Basically, it saves coaches the challenge. Just it's like egregious and obvious. Like, all right, that ball clearly hit the ground, or this guy's clearly short. Just saves time. And I think that's kind of why it was instituted i think a couple years ago just to be like all right if it's obvious like there's no sky judge definitely not that this is way different because it's someone who's not there oh so that person is not there no that's someone from new york looking at it seeing a lot of the angles we see plus more and being like all right like this coach doesn't need to waste a challenge because it's clearly wrong let's make it right and it happens so fast that I th- and, like, the other thing is, announcers are now talking about it, which I can't remember them talking about it before. They would just be like, okay, oh, okay here's – it's been overruled. Okay, so for the last couple of years, this may have been happening. Over this past weekend, I think it happened twice, where they extended conversation, where they said after further conversation, mm-hmm. yeah. we've decided that the yeah. ball was down or the guy was short or whatever. There was Josh, right. Josh right. Allen. Yeah. They called it a forward pass, but he actually fumbled it out of bounds. That was one of them. Yeah, like, there's been a couple of those, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is smart. Like, the chip in the ball – this is smart. Very. Somebody in the ref's ear that has access to 10 different cameras so that before the flag is e- – before the ruling even takes place, they can fix it. That's smart, I think. These are all good things, I mean, don't you think, Ian? No, no, it's all good. And, like, I – you know, what the league doesn't want is a situation where you slow-mo everything and you're like, all right, yeah, I didn't see it at the time, but this here was a hold. Or this guy was actually offsides. Like, they don't want a slow-moing everything and being like – and reofficiating, but to be accurate and using the technology available, they do want that. And so, like AAA baseball, I think is going to uh, robot cams. Or, mm-hmm. That's not what they're robot ups, whatever they're called. I think. And so, like, could I see an error when the NFL went much more based on the technology? 
I could. They've embraced a lot of that. I hope the chain guys are still there just for optics. Yes, agree. I like those guys running on. I just, you know, at hey, some point you'd like well, to these guys. Players probably use it too, right? No, I think I think it's good. I think we got to keep it there for the optics. Okay, now, granted, you change an extra point from 20 yards to 33 yards. That changes the optics. Yeah. Completely. You change your kickoff, everybody lines up just one yard behind the kickoff line as opposed to 10 yards behind the line. That changes the optics completely, and people get used to it. But you're right. I do believe there is a place and a time for the chain gang because some people look at it for a down distance whenever it can't be found in the stadium, whatever the case. But I'm happy to hear we are kind of moving. And, pl- and players see it too, by the way. Yeah. So like sticks, 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 sticks. Right. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. I think it has to be there. But the whole, if they can see it quickly – before the flag is even picked up or moved, if somebody can be like, nope, got that wrong, pick it up, no big deal, no big deal, we move on, we move on. Uh, there's actually no flag, and just put it in, it's like, that's, that's awesome. We, that's good. That's a good marriage of the ref Agreed. officiating and technology. So congrats to the NFL for that. Congrats to the NFL. Congrats to the NFL for that. What are you hearing about tonight's game, Ian Rappaport? What are you hearing about Tom Brady? This is his last game as the Tampa Bay Buccaneer. They lose to the Dallas Cowboys. Wow, that's crazy. Where's he going? He's going to the <laughs> Raiders? He's going to the fucking Niners. Like what? he just made up on TV yeah. yesterday yeah. or two days ago. I would not say made. I was – where did you get that picture? I literally First just all, Googled that Tom is... Brady Niners mm. and this popped up. That, that, boom. That jacket – are we – I mean, first of all, his yes. hair is amazing. Yeah. Still yeah. the same hair, by the way. It's Tom. Um, so I did not make it up. Uh, I do believe he'll be, cons- be a consideration for the Niners. But let's just be real. Brock Purdy's changing the conversation. Yes. He really is. Like, the yeah, that's why played, when you said it, that's why when you said it, everybody was like, wrong. Wrong. Yeah, what, no are you, way. what are you talking about? And I didn't know how it hadn't come up in our conversations because you go back a couple years ago, Tom Brady wants to go back home. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady loves the 49ers. They elect- I mean, you saw him this year. He went this year and he, like, took extra – the cameras were on him. Brady always knows. He took some extra time to, like, take some pictures in, like, the hallway there. Meanwhile, the cameras are, like, you know, so, like, we all saw Like, he loved – I think in his mind that would be a good place for him. I just don't know. Like, if you're the 49ers and you have this – these are the options you have. 46-year-old Tom Brady, who is, you know, the greatest player of all time, or a 23-year-old Brock Purdy who costs nothing, who the team really, really seems to play for and gravitate to – and did I mention cost nothing? And is someone you can build on and build with. It seems like Purdy is making sure that they make what is probably the right choice. But I would say going in before Purdy started rock and rolling like this, Brady definitely a consideration. Yeah, Purdy has a roommate in San Francisco allegedly currently, mm-hmm. so I think his price tag might be much lower than a Tom Brady would be. But I think as soon as you said it on TV, I was mind blown because we just assumed he was going to the Raiders. Is he done with Tampa? They lose tonight. You think this is the last game as a Buccaneer potentially? Uh, first, we need to know if he's playing. Now, my hunch, sort of inclination, is that what? he'll play at least one more year. Oh, uh, Tyree. Uh, I thought yeah. you meant tonight. Tonight, yeah. yeah. Playing Gabbard starting tonight. Last off season, he retired <laughs> and then he came back. Yep, we heard about he that. Back. Yeah, that was he a thing. Now, I, it seems to be more leaning toward playing than retiring. The Bucks want him back, and I know he likes that situation. I know he likes the owners. So I would not rule them out. But the okay. Raiders are an interesting thing, right? Like, the they got all of his old friends. They seem like a good team that would just drop in a quarterback. They also can do something very cool, which is draft a quarterback and have Tom Brady play one year. Oh, Jimmy G. And then... Well, Jimmy G's a little bit younger, though. So no, he's no, a little Tom. Bit less of Jimmy like, G was mm-hmm. under Tom. Yeah, yeah. you can do right. the you can do the whole tutelage. You know, 
hey, this is how you right. do it. And McDaniels, at a time in his too. career when yeah. Brady would like really help, you know? Yeah, not, not just be uh, uber competitive, locked in on mm-hmm. trying to get better. Also, like, hey, this is how you operate in McDaniel's operation. Like, this is what we need to do. This is how it works. Could be a pretty cool little setup. You think that's a lock if it's not Tampa? I don't think it's a lock, but I, because, like, there'll be some other teams where you're like, okay, like, they're pretty good. They have quarterback questions. The Titans were interested last time. Maybe them. What about the Jets? He's got family in New York. They need a quarterback. It's cold. He ain't never going cold. Mm-hmm. It's cold. I mean, it's cold in the desert too. I guess <laughs> he wouldn't do that to the New York. No, but in, but in indoors, Miami. the stadium is indoors, right? What? It's Vegas? funny, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stadium definitely inside. Right. Yeah. So, but <laughs> I would say that Vegas is definitely a team to watch for Brady. I think it makes a lot of sense for everyone. But here's the other thing. You know, we always like to talk about how these guys are humans. Does he want to be that far away from his family? We always like to act like these dudes are humans, you know? Right. Like, no, talk, no, it's real. You, yeah, you guys are the show that treats these people like humans. That these is people like that humans. That is a these, these people. people. What do you mean? These people. Rap, you're on. You are fucking phenomenal. You, this show right people. here. You guys talk about these people like they mm-hmm. they are people. It's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. Rap, you're the fucking best. All right, one more thing about tonight from me, and then the boys have some questions they're going to oh. unload. Is that okay? Yeah, I was going to say, the biggest thing for tonight is actually Ryan Jensen. Yes. Huge. He's like, back. How did, did we know this? When did this, this came out of nowhere, seemingly. Yeah, they kept it real quiet. Like, I can't, like, I kind of thought, but nobody would confirm until they announced it. Really big deal. He did not have surgery. His knee, like, major, he major knee injury. And rarely do you just not have surgery, but he didn't. He rehabbed. He got back kind of quietly. And there was some talk maybe by the end of the regular season, this was the target. And he, I would, I would think he starts tonight. I don't know if he's going to go the whole way, but I would think he starts. And, like, this is Brady's guy. This is kind of like the nerve center of their offense. This is a very, very big deal for the Bucs. Our sources have told us that he was working with the ones all last week. Ooh. He did get a full rep in. And potentially the only thing we got to worry about is maybe being gassed mm-hmm. the fuck out. Sure. <laughs> that is potentially... Very, very tired. That's yeah. what our sources have to... Our source... Says, says, have told us that that is really the worry right now. I but, think I know your source. No, but all of us are uh, <laughs> pulling for it. Fucking congrats on the hard work. Oh, yeah. Go get him, Jensen. Mr. Jensen. Uh, Connor has a question for you. Ian, go ahead. Yeah, Rapshi, interesting you never said happy MOK Day, so happy MOK Day. But I would also like to ask you about the hot Yeah, seat. and also, in, in lieu of the holiday, uh-huh. no, not in lieu, in the spirit of the holiday, maybe drop these people. From yeah. just yeah. the way, you, you know what bitch. I mean? On MLK Day, you do that? Huh. Oh, interesting. Mm, you're not canceling me today, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about Tom Brady at the time for anybody who sees this clip later. Uh, go ahead, Connor. Yeah, rap. Uh, a lot of conversation that Staley's seat is hot. Is there anything that uh, validates that claim? And will the Chargers possibly look into Sean Payton or even consider the thought of getting a new coach? Uh, I have not verified that Staley is in any trouble. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I've been surprised before, but I would be surprised. They won nine games last year and ten games this year. The loss was really bad. It was epic. Uh, I'd say not being able to basically get a first down or run the ball effectively in the second half probably hurt them as much as anything. Staff changes I wouldn't be surprised by. That would make some sense, shake it up a little bit. Make sure you get the most, absolute most out of Justin Herbert. If that is what happens, we'll see. Um, I just haven't gotten the sense that Staley is in trouble. 
as far as Sean Payton. They can't afford anybody else, right? That's what everybody's saying? They can afford it. They can afford it. They're rich. But I don't think Compared it's, it's more of a value conversation than an afford because it's draft picks and it's money. So the money is kind of like, eh. You know, like what a coach costs is like, you know, game. the difference between a pretty yeah. good salary and a really good salary is like one very good player. But it's really more like, do you so want to give exciting. up a first-round draft pick and more? Because that is what it's going to be for Sean Payton. And while I think he'd be interested, I've never gotten the sense that the Chargers would be interested. Okay, so let's go ahead and just assume that Brandon Staley's going to be okay. And with that being said, second year, they get to the playoffs. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hadn't been able to do that for a long time. Yes, they lose after going up 27-zip. But as a person who's a fan of a team that was up 33 nothing, mm-hmm. and then would go on to lose, know that there has been worse. There will be worse, and this might be good for building of the culture of the team going forward. With that being said, I would also rather have Sean Payton than Brandon Staley if I were you. So you got to do what you got to do over there as Chargers fans. Last question here for you, Rap. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah. Ty, go ahead. Yeah, Rap Sheet, any updates on what's going on with uh, Lamar Jackson? He posted something on his IG along the lines of, like, when you have something good, you take care of it, and then they'll take care of you. A lot of people were bitching and complaining that he wasn't there um, for the Bengals game, which, you know, whatever. But uh, it kind of seems like this thing is kind of going down in, like, a blaze of glory. Is there any more updates on this from when we talked to you last? I – so – Full transparency, I've not been able to figure out why he was not there. I there do. I know why. Why. I know why. Why? This happens all the time. Just he wasn't there. Like, just. So, rehab. You get rehab. You don't travel. You See, get extra rehab. You're at the building. Like, this was probably. This might have been team instructed. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, rather yeah, have you that, do rehab at the building than travel wasted at a hotel. We have everything here. Right. Like, a lot of wasted time travel. No, I, I thought about that. I just don't want to. That was that is my guess. I just don't want to make it seem like I'm covering for something which I really do not know. Okay, so I'll but, say it like I'm covering. Like this is a very normal thing for players to miss games whenever or not travel whenever they're hurt, even big name players, because rehab is like prevalent in the conversation over everything else. So if you can sleep and, and if you fly, it swells sometimes. Which bingo I know can also happen. Yeah, recovery is the reason why. And normally, there's like people that stay back, and then there's a trainer that's there, and you get to use the entire facility shit as opposed to whatever you take into a hotel and use so the the fact that it became that big of a deal was fascinating to me but also the ravens never came out and said like we're the ones that told him to stay back and have re yeah. so you know that's a weird thing too you know rap like they say it on the broadcast and like then just no explanation and i'm kind of like well you did production meetings and stuff like gotta ask true you know mm-hmm. and maybe they didn't say a follow-up because it was you know maybe that's what I, don't, I, I, I wish I knew, but one interesting thing about Lamar, and this is like such a consistent Marlon theme, Humphrey. is that like there's Lamar does not have an agent, so there's nobody to speak for him, and he definitely doesn't care about correcting the discourse until it becomes like he has to, where he did that tweet or multiple tweets. Um, so he just kind of leaves it out there and lets us figure it out, which is it seems to be his sort of tactic. So it sounds to me. Like, they're going to start negotiating a long-term deal again this offseason. They still believe is is that he is their franchise quarterback. It definitely got interesting, and obviously everyone wishes that he could play, but you guys mentioned Marlon Humphrey. I thought that was really interesting to listen to Marlon say he's limping around the facility. Like, he's just – now, I had not heard that before, but Marlon does not care. He will say whatever as long as it is the truth, and I appreciate him for that. Mm -hmm. 
And Amazing. that was pretty real where he was like, he's limping around. Like, he's not ready. So let's assume the rehab thing is the deal. And I guess we can also assume that the commentator said it because it was brought to their attention maybe. Like, yeah. hey, Lamar's not here. And if there was no follow-up conversation, which seems weird, right? In the moment, you would definitely ask why not. I would assume. Also, I mean, I'm just thinking. I don't know. So I'm thinking logistically. They probably were trying to find him on camera. And then we're like, where is he? That's, that's my guess. Oh, so he might have been a suite. What if he was in a suite? That would have been doing No, they would have said that. But. Anyways, this does happen, anyway. though. This does happen yes. with players. And uh, the fact that the internet just went, oh, he's not there. He's holding out. And then he puts that tweet out, though. Right. Or that post out that's like, you better take care of something if you want to keep it. I'm yeah. like, shit, maybe he did. You know what I mean? Maybe he did say, I'm not going to travel. I'm going to do rehab. And also... Fuck everybody, you yeah, know. But that him. doesn't seem like a Lamar Jackson move at all for the team. But hopefully they'll get that worked out. And if not, welcome to the Colts. Do you have to go right now? Uh, I do. I think I have to go. Let me check my time. Hold on one sec. All right. You can chit chat while I check my times. I have so many emails. Is that how you talk? Is it text or emails? Email seems like an old school way, but I guess that's what people used no, to I, do. No, I don't. I don't. I don't read emails. Me, me neither. I'm a I'm a swipe right red, yeah. swipe right red guy. I so them. much. Oh, I leave them all unread, and then I just every Tuesday morning I just delete all. I mean, I glance Bang. through them. <laughs> Hell yeah! I, I, so like people will send me emails, and I'll be like, what? What email? Oh, I don't read emails. No, so they, if you need me, just text me. You should scan like, email, them. Like, why would you email? I just text me on your phone. It's right there. So I guess the generation right before us, they used email like texting, I think, because it was like one of the first things. Like, we used to use instant messenger way mm-hmm. back in the day. Sure. I guess people. Oh, college. I was a big AM person. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. yeah. Hey, I'm on the crew team, mean? bro. Yeah, yeah. What was your username? Bruce Allen. Bruce Allen? Yeah, yeah, he's a big email guy. Yeah, was, John Gruden? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Love email. And that's where I learned that everybody used to email back in the day because they were just talking. Oh, yeah. They were just casual. Oh, I, I, I will go back. There's some agents who I like know now, but back 15 years ago or 10 years ago, I didn't know, who I used to email, and they would just send back as if we were texting, but it was on email. It's very weird. All right, last question for you because it doesn't seem like you have to go right now. Go ahead, Tone. Hey, and we were talking about this before the show. Coordinators that are being hired or interviewed for open head coaching jobs, like, do they get to pick the schedule this week while they're also preparing for a game this weekend? Like, how does that interview process work for guys that are still in the playoffs? Uh, generally, the team that they're currently on picks the schedule. Now, like, Mike Kafka has two, no, three Kafka. interview requests. Kafka. He's going to do them after the game. Okay. But mostly they do them before. Um, mostly they do them. Jesus. Um, mostly they do them before. What, what the hell's going news, on? What whoa, news whoa, whoa, you just whoa, whoa. get? What happened? Everything Come okay? On. What's it have to do with? As somebody say, you don't read our, my emails? Fuck all, yeah. What did it have to do with our Lord and Savior? <laughs> Is that Staley? No. Son of a bitch. Yeah, what did Jesus no, Christ do? No, on MLK Day, was, rap. On MLK on Day. fucking on. MLK Day. No, it yeah, was. All right, I gotta get it going one second. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> you're doing great. All right, thank you so much, okay. ladies and gentlemen. Here, Rob, boy, ladies. What happened to this guy? It's so, a big day, right? Unbelievable. Get it together, dude. It's Super Wild Card Monday. Someone Jeez. had to text him. You don't read my fucking emails. He just said he deletes all of his emails. <laughs> yeah, scan every Tuesday morning. I just leave him on. I have the app on my phone. The app on my phone is just a little envelope and then just a red button or red dot above it. And it's just a number that just keeps going up and mm-hmm. climbing. Every Tuesday, though, it's a fun little game I play. I just Fuck this. right yeah. back to zero. <laughs> yeah. What a guy.
I'm an attic in Ohio. Can't wait to hear his thoughts on an Ohio fuck Sam Hubbard having a 98-yard fumble return in prime time last night to change the entire game for the Bengals. He's a college football national champion, a Super Bowl champion, a Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hall. Yeah. A.J., how you doing, Paul? Doing great. You uh, talking about Sam Hubbard or the... The return, what a what a swing that was, huh? 6'5", 265, went to Moeller High School, right there in Cincinnati. A true Ohio fuck! <laughs> Who's not only a stallion on the field, but also incredibly agile and aware of his surroundings, grabs the ball and strides out. Mark Andrews almost walks him. Mark yeah. Andrews looks like a freak athlete in this particular chase down. Almost had his DK Metcalf moment, but instead, a 265-pound man reaching max speed of 17.89 miles per hour. Trots 98 yards to the house, turned the entire game around, obviously for Snoop. Huntley out of Utah. This is not necessarily the greatest moment of his life. He had an incredible performance. He would like that play back, but Logan Wilson double punches that fucking thing. A molar graduate from Cincinnati, Ohio, goes 98. Storybook stuff, AJ. Storybook stuff. It is, and I uh, credit to, uh, I believe, Tariko, right, who instantly said, like, hometown kid making the play right here. It, you knew, like, after that. How much time was left after that play in the game? Uh, let's go back to it. Feel, Baltimore had time, yeah. 11.55. Yeah. Okay. Plenty of time, but didn't it feel like, okay, this, this, is, is, it. this mm-hmm. is a tough one for the Ravens to come back from? Just such a 14-point swing. You wow. know, credit time. to Mark Andrews. Credit to Mark Andrews. Sorry, I had like in real time. I was yelling at all three of these dudes. I was like, "Turn around! Yes. You have mm-hmm. to block this guy." They were saying he blocked him in the back. I think he gets him in the shoulder. You know, that's like a special team. Scary. Block. That one's close. Scary, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, we were looking for it for the mix yeah. touchdown. Yeah, right. Exactly. Actually, I was thinking you're too big. You're too big. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> Mark's trying. All right, Mark's trying. Go ahead, Mark. Running back. Is Mark it? falls a little block in the back. No, maybe not. What? How the fuck did that guy make it ninety eight? That <laughs> yeah. was my full. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was my full reaction. He's too damn big, AJ. He is too damn big to go 98 like that. He was striding 17.9 miles an hour or whatever it was. That dude's speeding in his school zone. Let's go. <laughs> I say it all the time. Like, these guys are too big and too fast. Mm-hmm. Like, they should not be able to move like this. Yeah, 6'5", 255. That was coming out of college, I assume. Who knows what he is now? Yeah, Probably way bigger. bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Way yeah. bigger. How does that happen, bro? You know, they say all men are created equal. Uh-huh. They're okay. not. All right. Nah. What's that? Well, yeah. Are they? What, the, what does that say? I'm not that. I don't think so. <laughs> By the way, this is the right way to do it if I need to look at you. I just realized yeah. this. What are we, week uh, 19 in this thing? Yeah, look at him. Week 19 is when I, I normally just look off into this vastness where there's nothing. Oh. Uh-huh. So I have no idea what's going on. I should just look right here. Like you're, right, yeah. you're literally right there. Wow, just figured that out. Hey, here we go. All right, good look for us. us. Sorry about here that. We Let me do the things going on. We got lights today. Lights. Have you noticed the lights? It does. You, you do seem to be glowing a bit. What do you change? Thank you. I did get a facial. <laughs> okay, the wife and I oh, got a little nice. facial, put a little things on there. Hell yeah. So that might be the glowing that you're seeing as I'm aging like a president uh, right in front of everybody's eyes. <laughs> but, like, uh, we got brand new lights here, pal. We got brand new lights. Wow. Oh, yeah. Actually, these are old lights that we were told were not good enough for the new studio. Yep. And new, new studio lights, obviously, were not actual lights. No. They were just things that were hanging up there for decoration, not right. actual lights. So, boom, we bring back the old school to the new studio. And here we go. We got a little lights we are going we look like aj hawk out here hell yeah and it's good i mean hey i heard what zito was in there this weekend grinding away on that yeah zito and tim mcafee were in here and uh three of our old lights 
fixed up six of their new lights. Oh, like that room too. And, and what that you just should heard, not be the case. What you just heard was the man uh, who is the founder of Zito Productions right. Uh, right. talking about his production versus maybe somebody else's that we paid a lot of money to. Although a lot of things were fantastic, mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that weren't, and we're getting those fixed as we go live in real time. And the phones are coming soon. I think I've heard the phones maybe next couple of days. Here Whoa. we go. Every huh? sweet. Holy shit. We're back. Perfect time. Now we're talking. Has there ever been a better time than now? How about those games this weekend? Let's go through it all. The Bills and the Dolphins was something I don't think any of us could have expected. That game turns into what it was. The only real blowout, I guess, score-wise, was the Niners in the Seahawks. And that only happened late in the game. That defense is still fantastic for the Niners. And Brock Purdy's a guy. AJ, why are people telling me and everybody else on the Internet that Brock Purdy ain't shit? This guy is a rookie. Balling. 158-something quarterback rate. Uh-huh. in his first playoff game. I love his – he's a system quarterback, AJ. I love – every quarterback's a system quarterback. I love this guy, AJ. I mean, the guy makes – you can't really call him a system quarterback when he, he buys time. He does whatever he can in the pocket, the pocket to make plays. But also credit to Brock. If you saw early in that game, like he wasn't – he didn't come out on fire. Like he came out, missed a few throws, looked like they were oh, kind of stumbling he? out of the gates. I believe they got a field goal on the, their first one. And even the announcers mentioned like, hey, this is – this is the first we're seeing a little, a little bit of uh, just a little mistiming, whatever's going on. And then Brock still doesn't throw a pick, figures it out. They blow him out. Like, this is what he does. I would love to hear what Kyle Shanahan said to him because he did have a little bit of the jitters mm. early, hitting guys over the – I mean, he's a player. Oh, yeah. I don't understand why people would say he's a system quarterback because then those same people probably say that a quarterback that runs too much can't win a Super Bowl because they won't be able to stay healthy. It's like – Everybody can find a negative in everything, I guess. I don't know why Brock Purdy's the guy that people are looking for negatives, though. This dude was Mr. Irrelevant. Nobody fucking wanted him. Nobody wanted this guy. Every team passed over this guy multiple, 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 multiple times. Mm -hmm. He was the last pick of the draft. Now, I understand that there's been undrafted free agents that have gone on to have great success. Fucking Kurt Warner, Mm -hmm. certainly number 13, who played college ball in Iowa just like this guy, went on to have success. But this is not normal, what we're seeing right here. This is a guy that we all should be rooting for. So when he's balling, swagging, and doing his thing, we should all be happy about it. But people aren't for some reason. I, it doesn't make any sense to me, AJ. It honestly doesn't. And Debo being back, what a game changer for the San Francisco 49ers who have made moves and continue to be aggressive. Awesome uh, blocking downfield by Ayuk on that play, too. Debo's so fast. But, yeah, just this play design, everything about it, Brock Purdy, I guess because oh, I he technically shouldn't be able to step in there and win all these games, especially when playoff games and look like he has so much poise. People just assume, hey, when does the other shoe drop or whatever the dumb term is or saying is to where he becomes who they thought he was. So you think this is everybody wanting to be right later? Kind of, yeah. We're just assuming, hey, this guys he's got a little lucky run going. Everyone has their own 15 minutes of fame or 15 minutes of glory, and they think he's going to fall off, but... I mean, why? Why do we have to assume that? I don't. The amount of people that were tweeting me, because he looks like a child, bro. I put that one tweet out. I said, this <laughs> child is an absolute dog. Mm-hmm. He looks like a 13-year-old. He has roommates. He has roommates yeah. in San Francisco. Two I don't think he, There's two roommates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This dude is an absolute fuck. This one here? Ah, oh, yeah. How we just showed it? Yep. Going through the adversity of not hitting everything. Getting dropped into that lineup as a third stringer. Being a fucking Mr. Irrelevant. Think you're maybe going to have to go sell insurance. To where, I mean, it's just like this dude is in real time an incredible underdog story happening, and there's a bunch of people that are tweeting me telling me he sucks. It's like, I don't Why? think so. Wait, really? <laughs> they, they can't say he sucks, or they just yes. say oh, yeah. There's he's people saying he's this- trash, bro. 
Okay. I don't understand. Haters. I Anyone can do it. Hi, haters. Thinking. Legit. Yeah. It, it is like, and you making the point that they're, look at this, 136 and a half passer rating. Are we are we joking? Look at his yak, 175 yard yak. It's like, okay, is that his? So is that his okay. ball? Doesn't ball, matter. Ball placement probably went into that whole thing. Oh, he hands the ball off all the time. They go, is that his fault? I mean, I don't know what you want us to. He's fuck. not throwing picks. I mean, he's not. Nope. He's not putting the ball in. in ter- like, he's not putting them in terrible situations. The good thing too, if Brock does stumble a little bit in one of these playoffs games, which we assume he has a team around him. He has a team around him that they can rally the troops and find a way to get a win. Yeah, Tom Brady won a lot of Super Bowls because there was incredible plays made by the defense. Bingo. The pick yeah. by the Seattle Seahawks is going to happen. And I guess Tom has been, you know, hated on for a long time. There's another guy, pick 199, comes in. Exactly. Has to, like, the, like, that's a guy you should like, I think. But I guess people just don't because they think they should be Brock Purdy. Yeah. I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. But his point, AJ's point of, like, they're waiting for the other shooter. They want to be right later. They mm-hmm. want to be like, I told you. Is that what it is, you think? I think so. I think people just love poking holes in it, especially if you're a team. Isn't this a feel-good story? Exactly. It's a great story. Should hey, be. anybody can you know do this. This is Mr. Irrelevant possibly going on to even just go to the Super Bowl. But to your guys' point about you know when he does stumble, their defense is so good. And I know they gave up 23 points to the Seahawks, and there was that you know bonehead play at the end of the first half that got mm-hmm. Seattle into field goal range or, or whatever. Yeah. But they're absurd like it's hard to see where a team is going to be able to score with the Niners because the Niners really can put up 30 points a game and it feels like that's easy for them and it doesn't feel like anybody's going to be able to score 30 points on this defense it feels like they're definitely not going to be able to run on them like if they're going to be able to do it's through the air kind of Seahawks did a little bit but there's the NFC is not that's not who the NFC is like with the Eagles and Cowboys and all those other teams like they're all based off the run, which is the, what the Niners shut down. Like so, Super Bowl is when we, yeah, yeah. It, it, legit. Bills, Bengals, Bengals, Bills, Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah, but I think even those situations, you get Bosa. Sure. Hey, did you see they did a, a report on him? He he bought a or he got a dietitian or whatever a nutritionist after he tore his ACL last year or in 2020. I forget what year it was. He gets a nutritionist. She said that she was approached, would you mind being uh, Nick Bosa's chef or whatever? He does uh, a certain – he cut his carb take uh, intake in half. Super Italian family. He said it was just pasta literally every day yeah, that he was eating. His carb intake, he cut it in half. It was mm, like so good. 40% carbs, 40% protein, 30% something else. I forget what it was. He was eating a lot of salmon and raw fish and then like quinoa and stuff like that. He, his body right now, they showed some of the workouts he was going through. We're talking full sprint. You know when they have that cone drill? Everybody sees it, even if you're not an athlete. You run, and then you back up, yeah. and then you run mm-hmm. to a cone, and then you back up and everything like that. The reason why you're doing this is because you're trying to work on your start-stop explosivity. Obviously, that's what you're trying to do. This fucker, especially now that I've seen him live with how big he because he doesn't look as big in video because of how properly proportioned he is as just a basic-sized motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Look, he is vast. He is a huge dude. He's running into this cone full speed, cutting on a dime, and he's got like a 10-pack, obviously, and then shuffling to his side, and then they show his diet, and then they show, like, yeah, it's basically all I do. Like, that's how he talk. Like, I just I just do football. Pre- that, that's how he sounded. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this dude is a machine, and you forget those people are out there. There's fucking machine. Like Saquon Barkley, this dude's a machine. They said he grew up boxing. You know how miserable that is? Do you know how miserable <laughs> your childhood is? You grow up boxing? It's like wrestling yeah. conditioning, but then you're also getting punched in the face, and you have to protect yourself at all times. Now, he probably didn't find it miserable, but he's been training his whole life to be a fucking professional athlete, and he, uh, he wasn't doing other things that other kids were doing. He was boxing as a child. It's like there's different athletes in this NFL, 
and I think we saw a lot of them this weekend. Yeah. And this motherfucker might be near the top of it. Yeah. He's this guy's phenomenal, AJ. Well, he seems also when you watch him play, like the dude is so passionate. He cares so much right now, don't you? Feel? Like he's like, this is where I am. I have a good team around me. We you played the clip from the Super Bowl when he was with us and said, okay, we're not that far off. And people are like, okay, yeah, I believe you. And then now, like, he's coming. Like it was very true what he said. But when you watch him play, like. You want your, your running back, you want your players to have, like, whatever he has, like, the competitive spirit that this guy has. Like, he wants to score every single play, I feel like, even though he just ran out of bounds, as I was saying that. But uh-huh. I feel like uh, he is, like, <laughs> I don't know, he's a perfect complement to Daniel Jones. Oh, yeah. Here, let's watch it in slow-mo real quick. No, he, he <laughs> yeah. hits an uh, oh, he's going to score. Oh, uh, uh, no, no, no. He doesn't want to run a guy smart. over. Save yourself smart, for next smart, week. Smart, smart, smart. Uh, hits him with a hezzy there, though. If he did grow up boxing, you know, they say it's uh, hard to have, be a good fighter when you wake up in satin sheets or something like that, mm-hmm. right? It's hard to want to wake up and roll and do that. So I think, like, the motivation, you know, sometimes wears off for fighters and everything like that. For him, he just spent a year getting fucking dunked on. Yeah, buried. Be, be buried. Everybody just buried Saquon. People claiming he was, like, people claiming he's a bust or something. Yeah, he's done. Did I not yeah. tear my knee up? Like, what, what's happening? Wash. This dude's done. Bat, they had no O-line, and he came back after he tears his knee up. Doesn't do great. This dude's done. Done. Yeah. Done. And, like, everything he heard, it's just like, if he did grow up, that's, like, such a fuck. And he's now, in the team. Now he's... Yeah, huge. Bro, he, you want to be a safety? You want to you want to be a safety coming down in the box to make a tackle on that dude when he's putting nine moves on you, and then all of a sudden he's going to spin Smith. when you make contact. And then this, then he also has the capability of doing this. So if you try to stop <laughs> him down the goal line, which they did last night, yeah. he drove him nine. He drove a pile of humans nine feet with his legs. It's yeah. like this dude is not the same as us. You mm-hmm. know, like this dude is not the same as us, and we need to respect that whenever we're watching it. And then immediately after he scored, I can't remember if it was like Daniil Hunter or someone, but got up and just got right in his face, started talking shit, and just ran off the field. Like, to your point, like he's compartmentalized and heard everything that everyone said about him over the last two years. And even yesterday, like he only had like 14 or 15 touches, and he just he maximized it. I mean, you know, shit, imagine what they would have done if they would have given him the ball 30 times. But like he's one of those guys where it really does, at this point now, it's kind of back to his rookie year and when he was at Penn State, every single time he gets the ball, it's like he's going to go for 30 yards or he's going to go for fucking 70 yards and score a touchdown. No hesitating at all out of Saquon right now, and that's because the offensive line has done a great job. Feliciano is a hell of a fucking addition. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, bully. He's a dog, dude. He changes the attitude of that whole deal. Remember, the offensive line was a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. big-time problem last year. Huge. Bruce, offensive line been a problem for a long time, right? Feliciano, is, he, is that the change of the whole thing, Bruce Bronovich? Is that what really changed the whole game around? Uh, Andrew Thomas also. He's our, our left tackle. Um, he's second-team All-Pro. I mean, he outplayed Darisaw yesterday. That's for damn sure. Yeah, so well, he had a penalty, too. Darisaw mm-hmm. is one of our guys. Two top ten picks at tackles. And, yeah. like, Feliciano's attitude. Like, awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's He's really just him and Dayball that's changed. The rest of the team is the exact same. And granted, Richie James and Isaiah Hodges, yeah. but I don't think anybody was going into hey, this Galladay had a pancake yesterday. Yeah, uh-huh. he did. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. That's right. That, I, the coaches. They, they kept men. They kept men to crack on the next play, too. I was happy for the dude. Hey, me too. Not only the dude, but also, like, the entire relationship. Because yeah. coaches see that. Team. Teammates see that. Everybody sees that. And you're like, hey, dude's invested, mm-hmm. right, yeah. obviously. And Dayball is probably like – Thinking to himself, like, yeah, that's good coaching, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, when he wants to join us, he'll be allowed to join us, but he's not going to be able to do all his, you know, he's probably gone through a lot of shit. Got paid a lot of money from somebody else. We don't really see him in the same way that everybody else did, that the people that paid him did. We're in the same situation. We're going to be in the house. We'll figure this out later. Now it's like paying off for both sides. Galladay yeah. looks good as a human. 
Yeah, right. Sure. Like he looks good as a teammate. He looks good as a player. Obviously, an incredible block there. He's going to have to make some plays catching wise for I think really other a bunch of other teams really want to get it going. But that was an incredible moment there for old Galladay and the Giants. I think. Yeah, doesn't that speak like volumes of the culture too? Yeah. Like obviously they Buying got in. yeah they got rid of Kadarius uh-huh. Tony, which stinks. But it feels like all the players are all in. So Tony just couldn't buy into the little bald round man. AJ, yep. how come you think? How could you not? How I don't could know. you not buy into that, right? I don't know. Did you see when Slayton had the drop? I mentioned this in the first hour, but I thought yep. it was really cool. Smacks him in the face almost, like in the jaw. Hey, lift your fucking head up. Let's go. Hey, we're going to need you later, bud. We're going to need you again, buddy. Don't yeah, worry. And it might have been right before that. He might have said, like, bro, you got like 70 yards tonight or whatever. You've crushed for us. Like, yeah. like, let's go. Like, that's good coaching. Like, that's great coaching yeah. in the moment. And also, having the capability to have a conversation means you've already built up a big enough relationship with Guy, which I think Dayball mm-hmm. has done with literally everybody on the team. Uh, it's, it's overwhelming how positive of a reaction the Dayball experience has gotten in New York. Hasn't mm-hmm. it? The fans are, this yeah. dude's got a goatee. Yeah. He was drinking, what, beers at the Rangers game last year? Was. was that when it was happening? Yep. Yeah. yeah. People are like, this is our guy, this is our guy. Shows up in Ford F-150, this is our fucking guy, this is our fucking guy. Even though we wear khakis everywhere, this is our guy. This is our football guy. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. We got a football guy here with a goatee. He's doing this, this little round, bald-headed guy. We got a guy. And then they win. It's like. What a perfect fucking marriage between team and coach. And it seems sustainable, especially with his football mind offensively, be able to figure it out no matter who's the offense coordinator. Because Kafka, mm-hmm. that's yep. what Rap said. That is yeah. what Rap Kafka. said. Kafka. 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 That's what Rap. Rap was on one today, bro. Uh-huh. You should have heard it. You should have heard it. If you haven't you heard it, Ian Rapport was on the show last hour. drinking? Probably. Maybe. Honestly, we don't know. I assume. But he said Kafka has been getting <laughs> interviews for head coaching uh, jobs I've never heard it used. I've never heard it said that way. Because that's not how it's pronounced. Well, it's not. Yeah, he sounded like a dipshit. <laughs> Rob Sheet? Yeah, yeah Rob, Rob Sheet. <laughs> exactly. You're talking about Rob Sheet? Mm-hmm. Anyways, Rob Sheet said the Kafka was getting head coaching <laughs> opportunities, and there's good reason for that because of not only what he was able to do yesterday, but what he's done all, all season with Daniel Dimes, who is new guy. Oh, Danny. But if, if Leading rusher last night. Leading rusher for if, them. Bro, how about that one drive? They had him run like four times. It was like the fifth one. Just one too many. Should have just dialed it back. Kafka went back to the well. Was, <laughs> there was one drive where he was the entire thing. Yeah. He's awesome to watch this dude. But the offense, if you lose Kafka or not, Dayball's still there. So Bingo. you're good. Wink Martindale just interviewed for the head coaching job for the Indianapolis Colts. Sorry about it, Bruce. Sorry about it. Wait till you see them exotics here in Indianapolis. Wait till he hears about the Forrest Buckner, Zaire Franklin, Shaq Leonard, Kenny Moe's going to get a deal. Oh, my God. It was a fun run for one year. You guys had a defense that everybody feared. But Uh instead, that guy is coming here. Wink Martindale is going to be the head coach of the fucking Indianapolis Colts. Jeff going to make him D.C.? Yep. Potentially. So about that. Oh, no. What Where happened? are we at in that process? What? They interviewed Wing Barndale today via Zoom. I don't love that. Let's talk about that. Move yeah. it till after playoffs. They will, right? But that, that's the tough thing. Like, everybody that they want to interview is still playing. So, exactly. what do you, how do you do this? Make it part of the calendar year. Just add it to the calendar. Like, yeah, but these teams want to, like, at least have an idea of, hey, like, say they want to interview Wink and they don't want to wait till afterwards. Say they're all in on Wink or they want to know right away. I would imagine through a Zoom, you could be like, nah, that's not our guy. I'm not saying Wink is, but you could kind of get a feel if somebody's not your dude or if you want to keep him around and not hire somebody else. All right, so you can do 10-minute speed dates. 
Okay, yeah. you can do ten minute speed dates during the season, but there is, and they can market this. Have it the coaching cycle. Have it called the coaching. Have it be a week and a half long. After the season, you can market it as a thing. Like, hey, this is when this happens. No teams are allowed to do any interviews until then. And then it can – it saves everybody. It saves these coaches who I assume, like, you think Wink wants to fucking put on his best face to get a head coaching exactly. job? Right? Like, that's a massive interview. Busy yeah. week. That's a massive – That's a tough thing. That's it's a, a tough thing being in that position, though. Every guy that becomes a head coach, usually you're in the middle of, a, like, a nice playoff run as a coordinator, and you know, like – Hey, you're going to be the guy for this team, but they have to wait two or three weeks until you're out of the playoffs. Can we just make that a thing? We have but to. Be can't, to you know, you can say they won't. You can say, hey, you can't interview, you can't talk to these guys till the season's over. You tell me they're not going to reach out through back channels. You can do ten minute things, and I assume agents will be doing the conversation. But just guys having to act like they give a fuck about another job in the middle of the most important time of the year is a bad look. I think. I think it's a bad I look. Agree. They could tell them, you know what? I mean, what if? What if has a coach been like, hey, now nah, I'm good. I'm sorry, no. bro, I can't interview with you right now because I am way too. I have way too much on my plate with my current team. No, because coaches want. There's only 32 of those jobs. Like Wink is working. Some of those, yeah, some of those coaches interviewing could say, hey, we, that's the kind of guy we want, though. A guy, mm-hmm. a soldier for the cause. He is so dialed into his team. He doesn't want to talk to us yet. Yeah, you you would hope that that's what would happen. But I think what everybody else would be scared of is if I don't take this interview, somebody else is going to get the job before I can get it or whatever. So just make it easier yeah. for everybody. Just make it easier. And you can do all your research on the coaches. And there maybe there will be, a, like, some file. Like, they pulled a file so that you can still get a little buzz during the playoff talk. Like, they've requested permission after the season to interview. But those interviews can't happen until. I just don't think the interviews should be happening while the most important part of football is. Remember, people – I mean, I got pissed off somebody didn't come on our show to do that. That's 10 minutes of laughing, 15 minutes talking bullshit. Imagine coaches in the middle of playoffs when they got a lot of other shit to do, right? That's what we were told, oh, yeah. obviously. We were told that by the Lions. We got other stuff scheduled, and we don't have enough time, which, cool, cool. You got to do what you got to do. You won the game. That's all that matters. Didn't make the playoffs. Won the game. That's literally, it all worked out. They did 100% right. I was wrong from the beginning in that situation. But to act like they have the time to do the most important interview of their life when it's the biggest week of for that team's existence, I just don't. It's a bad. It's not a great I don't system. like it, AJ. It I, is a bad look, and it sucks. Have you ever had coaches? I've had like I've had coaches. I remember when I was in college, like Mark D'Antonio was our D coordinator my sophomore year. He accepted the Cincinnati job during like bowl practice or right when bowl practice started. But he said like he was coaching us. He was going to coach us through the Fiesta Bowl and then go take the, go be with his team in Cincinnati the next day. So I remember like riding on the bus from our hotel to practice every day, like 20, 30 minute ride. He's on his phone, like trying to solidify his staff, trying to reach out to recruits for his UC job. So I remember asking him and Luke Fickle had to do a similar thing too. So it's just a lot to juggle and try to figure out. Yeah. You want people to want your people. Okay. That means that you have had success. You want to be in a position where people want your people. Reeves Davis says it on game day a lot. He says sooner or later, you're not going to want your, you're going to, Oh, nah, (laughs) That was tough. I shouldn't say this guy says it all the time and not get it right. But nonetheless, he was talking about, like, you – Let's hash this out. Let's get it. We'll get it. It's something about – Sooner or later. Something about, like, you liking your coach to – like, lock them in. Other people probably like your coach. When you get to the point that you like your coach, other people are going to like your coach. Or you want to get to the point – I think it's something along those lines. Like, once you get successful – 
everybody's going to want a piece of your shit. Yeah. And you want to get to that point. Like, when you win, there's enough to go around is another old adage. And it's not necessarily means enough to go around is going to be here. There, there will be enough to go around whatever you win, though, because everybody wants a piece of winning operations. Like, that's that's how every business goes. That's certainly how the NFL goes. Turn digs, please. I found it. Here we go. Thank you. Uh, he said that you should be happy when other teams want your coach because if other teams don't want your coach, then pretty soon you won't want him either. There it is. See, that was oh. tough for me to remember, though. There's a lot of different – there was a little turn in that thing. That's good, though. But I did remember him saying it, and as soon as he said it, I was like, bars? I was like, hey, that's a, that's a really that's a really good one, Reese, is my immediate thought. So that's good news and bad news. But, like, for instance, college should do the same thing. Yes. For the story you just told, there should be a calendar year, part of the calendar year, where it's like, here's where the interviews take place. You can request, maybe, and you can make a bigger deal out of people requesting information on coaches or a speed date thing, which however you title that, a get-to-know call. They get to know Zoom. You could probably even sponsor that by Zoom. Now we're making money off of it. Here we go. Here we go. Now they'll do it. Now, now you're hey, okay. We could continue to do this yes. to make the league better. All right. So you get Zoom to sponsor that. And then you, mm-hmm. it's a 10 minute thing. And then I think we have media afterwards ask owner how it went. Coach, no, no, can't do it because that's why we're only doing 10 minutes. Ha- ask owner how it went yeah. afterwards for a press conference and then move on. And then another team can request it. So then you make the requesting of a speed Zoom acquaintance get to know thing. You're making that bigger. And yeah. then when the interview, pro- it's like The Bachelor. You're exactly. giving roses. Yeah. This is the whole thing. Uh-huh. This is what they're trying to do in the offseason, too. You know how much they money The Bachelor makes? And what, we got Ocho already. He's hosted it, right, in the oh, NFL yeah. world? Why not? Crushing it. But we've already tied the NFL to the – let's do that. Why don't we do he that? He does the Oscar – or he does the, the Bachelor? Well, yeah. Jesse Palmer does it. Yeah, Jesse Palmer is unbelievable. After the roast, Fox. yeah. What are you talking about? Jesse was on the Jesse was on the show. Jesse is the full time host now, and he is absolutely unbelievable at it. Really, I love him. Not on a there. surprise. I did not know. He's that. really good at everything. Okay. He, you walk into a room he's in, you feel it yeah. hit you in the face. Whoa, Whoa. Yeah. there is a fucking handsome dude. Big, oh, yeah. handsome dude. Is yeah. oh yeah, holy sh! I mean it. Holy fuck! He goes walking by. He's taller than you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was an NFL quarterback. Physically fit. If you see his Instagram, dude is fucking yoked up. Hair pristine. Always. I've never seen it. Always. And then you look at his face like, oh, this isn't like a little baby back bitch handsome either. This is like Uh a fucking grown ass handsome man right here. He's a dude. Holy shit. That's the only way I tell him every time I see him. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. You have to deal with that every day just looking at yourself. That's crazy. He is good. He is good. He's incredible. He ain't no fucking Chris Harrison, but he's good. He's good. Whoa. What happened to you? say that? What? I thought Harrison was a weirdo. What happened to that guy? Harrison he was like might, the bat. He might be a weirdo. He well, he there was uh, you know some sort of racist allega- uh, allegations. Oh, he went to bat for yeah. some girl, and they canceled his ass real quick and, well, and got rid of the guy who uh, he tweeted out like, "Hey, so you guys watched The Bachelor? What's going Wait, on? He's oh, out yeah. of it then. He's off. The I show. did when Harrison was on it because goddamn, he knows how to yeah. produce. And most television. most people <laughs> agree with Ty. They love Chris Harrison, but I am a Jesse Palmer guy through and through. You remember he was the guy that tweeted out like, "Hey, you know, only on the internet can you." You be fucking less athletic and less intelligent and less smart. That was not Jesse Palmer or Chris Harrison. That was Ocho. That was Emmanuel Ocho. Oh, what happened? Let's move along. (laughs) 
<laughs> a lot of things taking place here, a lot of conversations we could dissect. Nonetheless, Jesse Palmer, incredible. The Bachelor being a part of the NFL could very easily be done with the whole speed zoom, who's requesting interview requests, so the full interviews don't have to take place in the most important weeks of the season for another team. Now, I know it's an advantage for the team that's doing the interview that the other team maybe stinks for that week, but I think for the good of the entire product, for the good of the team, for the players, for everybody, let's just make it a little bit bigger for the requests and then move the calendar a year later yeah. so we don't have to deal with that. With that being said, Wink Martindale, probably the new head coach of the Indianapolis <laughs> Colts, I'm pumped up about it. There interview happened today. Everyone great. Yeah. And your quarterback declared today. C.J. Stroud declared for the NFL. Breaking news. There we go. Wow. go. Why do you wait? Why do you wait till the deadline? So here's an interesting thing that I thought was maybe going to take place because it was being talked about out of the Buckeye blogs, which I'm sure you know a lot about. And C.J. Stroud's thinking about returning to Ohio State. Uh-huh. Wants to cement his legacy. He's the greatest Buckeye of all time. Wants to win a Heisman. Wants to win a Natty. Has the capability to do that if he sticks around another year in the system with that team that they have with Marvin Harrison Jr. Woo. growing another year. He could become the greatest Buckeye of all time. And that's what C.J. Stroud wants, allegedly from a source within C.J. Stroud's camp that is being said on these buckeye blogs this morning and late last night because he had until today to declare then i started thinking with nil nobody's talking about this potential zach wilson number two overall pick made 6.5 million what was it tone yeah something like that let me get 6.5 million dollars his rookie year okay there's an IL deals worth $10 million, $13 million, $8 million, $6 million, $5 million. If you could make $5 million, return to a team that you know you're going to be able to dominate with, okay? He's going to be able to crush next year, whenever, however he wants. No offense to all of the Big Ten, but most of the Big Ten probably going to be in trouble when C.J. Stroud takes the field next year if he still has Marvin Harrison Jr. and they have another year with that offensive line and everything else going on. He's probably going to have a good year against everybody. So there'll be another year to build your campaign to be the number one overall pick. You win a Heisman, maybe a Natty, and you're making five mil from NIL deals. Like This NIL thing might change people just leaving to go to the NFL if the situation doesn't sound perfect. I'm not saying everybody But maybe C.J. Stroud didn't want to be a Texan. Maybe he didn't want to be a Colt. Mm -hmm. Maybe he didn't want to be any of these teams that could potentially trade up there to get him, and he stuck around for another year. But instead, null and void, he declared that conversation's over. But I think that is something that could take place, A.J. Oh, absolutely, especially if somebody is kind of, like, it's up in the air where they might go. Like, hey, this person could be a top 15 pick, or they could fall out of the first round. Like, that happens sometimes. So, hey, mm-hmm. hey, you give me three or four mil, I may come back for my, my fourth year there and go light it up again. And solidify yourself uh, for whatever pick that you thought were maybe projected. Like a second-round guy, you come back another year, dominate, you're probably first-round guy. You know how much different that yeah. money is and how many opportunities you'll get because you're a first-rounder. You'll grow. You'll only develop more. The only downfall would be if you get injured, no long-term money. But the money that we can get you with an NIL deal will be enough for you to hopefully be able to live good and do your thing if a catastrophic injury happens. Like, I think there's a way to sell that for a lot of situations with really good players. Third-rounders, same thing. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a real possibility. I, those are all the things that we we don't know, like what is called the unintended consequences from this whole NIL situation like that you couldn't really foresee. There's going to be a lot of things like that come up. But are they changing anything with that, with like rules or regulations or the, are, what do they call them? Guide rails or whatever? Guard rails, guard rails. Guard rails. Guide rails. Like, I guess guide rails. Guide rails yeah. uh, who's on them guide rails? <laughs> um, I guess the guard rails thing has become – like a trigger word in this whole thing. How's that? Because I oh. guess people 
I guess people have said, the, oh, that's going to take money away from the players you put guardrails on or whatever. So I heard that in, I only heard that because we had a production meeting, and these production meetings are big. A lot of people in there, so a lot of people hear things. And when we're talking about the NIL, I'm, I'm the younger one that's going to be talking there, right? And I've been very for players making money for a very long time coming through, you know, the College of West Virginia when Pat White, Steve Slayton were there, and they fucking built that whole place and then their NFL careers were not like 15 year careers where they got paid off from it but everybody else seemingly around them got paid and I didn't see them get paid nearly enough so that is whenever I was like oh this is kind of fucked up these people these guys should make money and I didn't know enough about the NCAA I come from an NFL town so I didn't really looked into college athletics much I was hoping to become a professional soccer player then football happened my junior year and here we come out of nowhere so I'm very for the NIL and everything like that but, like, my initial take is there has to be some sort of guardrails on it. And then I was being told from somebody, well, you say that, you're basically saying you want to fuck over the players. It's like, no. Not at all. No. Because uh, is there guardrails? And then I immediately, right, in my, I feel like I just kind of got attacked there on my opinion. And that's a good thing to do. I think that's good. Uh, it's a good way to test it. I'm like, no, I think players are getting fucked by this, too. Because they have no idea what a good deal looks like. They have no idea what a, a minimum deal should look like, what a maximum deal should look like. There should be some sort of, there's protocols for everything. You know what I mean? Like, there should be some sort of guardrail on that for sure. That has to get handled very soon. I don't think there should be a salary cap. If somebody wants to pay somebody $50 million to go play college football, fucking more power to them. And you should find at your school somebody that'll do that mm -hmm. for somebody that'll do it. But there has to be some sort of calendar year where things can happen, the transfer, the portal, the plucking, the recruiting. Like, there has to be some sort of guidelines, I think. But, yeah, that's a big deal right now, I guess. I guess that's There's all kind of stuff. I know, I, I know there's, like, people talk about schools will just, like, set down a bag of $75,000 cash and, like, to try to give to a family or a recruit or something, and then the family takes it because they don't have to pay taxes on it. I'm like, well, that's a whole other situation we got going on right now. So I don't know if I'm supposed to say this person's name or not. Hmm. Might as well just say it then. All right, Gene, Gino, yep. yeah. Wojciechowski mm -hmm. uh, Gene. from Game Day. Yep. Love him. Mm -hmm. Good guy. Oh, Good journalist. Fucking love him. Talented guy. He genuinely, I think, wanted me to succeed this year, which I'm very thankful for. And he gave me a little bit of nuggets uh, about some of his conversations he's had with some people. I guess there is – the recruits are coming in and just expecting, like, an actual bag of cash to be there, mm -hmm. like, uh, in the coach's office almost, like, just expecting it to be there. And he was like, I've heard that from multiple people, so I think he can use that as information. I'm like – Thank you, Gene. And I didn't get it in there on game day, I think, because it slipped my mind. But now that I'm really thinking about it, like, that's a hilarious turn of events for recruiting, isn't it? That's, that's a very – Reggie Bush lost his fucking Heisman, okay, because somebody paid for an apartment for a family member of his that was probably living in very terrible conditions. And how dare they have any sort of benefit from their kid putting a school on a fucking map pretty much and getting a lot of notor notoriety and winning. But whole different era. Now it's like – Hey, do you got a uh, – how much is in – oh, you don't have a bag. Oh. Uh, we'll okay. wait. We'll, the lobby's right out here. Never mind, then. Figure that one For real. out. We'll come back. I don't think every school is, every school is willing to do that either, too. Like, I, and they just assume every, everything is kind of legal, right? Like, you can't say, oh, that's illegal. You can't do that. Well, who knows what's legal and what's not? Well, Gino was telling me to say, like, the coaches that were talking to him were saying, like, what, how are yeah. we, what, are we, mm -hmm. what are we supposed to do? So what, what, what is yeah. the right answer? These are 18-year-olds. You know, what are we – how are we – How would you not take that? That's what Tennessee did. 
That's what they got, the McDouble with extra cheese. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what they were trying to do. And then we've seen it with uh, Drake May in North Carolina. Teams were just like, hey, we'll give you millions of dollars. Five million, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Hey, but you can see that happening. Hey, but I would assume he signed some sort of deal with North Carolina. They're like, hey, if this doesn't work out, I at least get $5 million from somebody. Mm-hmm. Right. We got a lot of money. I hope so. Ton. Got a lot of money coming out of here. Turn down $5 million. He might come from a great situation. I don't want to judge anybody. $5 million is a life-changing money. Oh, yeah. 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 In that, college? Yeah. That is, a li- that is life. That's general. I don't care what his situation is. If he grew up the... The son of billionaires, you still want that $5 million and they're going to give it to you. Yes, 100%. But I'm just talking about also, like, if you didn't come from any money, $5 million changes your entire family, like, entire family, pretty much. You could, if you handle it properly. Yeah. Now, there's going to be a lot of roadblocks and things you have to succeed and be able to kind of navigate your way through, but that is so much money. Mm-hmm. So to hear Drake May go, I only wear Tar Heel Blue or whatever, I was mm-hmm. like... Okay, I, I do. That is admirable. Kid's awesome. That is an honor. That is an incredible thing. And I hope they showcase that trait whenever your draft time comes up here in yeah. a couple years about this guy, loyalty over life-changing money. Yeah. And I don't know what the players are supposed to do if it's still being offered, but somehow, somewhere, an adult has to step in and be like, all right, let's figure this out. But who's going to rep the players? I mean, that's a whole nother. Well, the players can have can't they have uh, can they hire agents and managers or who, lawyers to do that for them? Do you do you think? And I don't want to. This is not a broad brush, okay? But just some. There are some in the representative game who are not good at their jobs, who are there to fuck their clients over, who are there to utilize other people's clout and everything like that to profit for themselves. Like, those people exist in the representation world. Not a majority of the people in the representation world are like that. I am not stating that, but those people exist. I would assume those people would hone in on 18-year-olds potentially. Yeah. And that's where I'm talking about with guardrails. Like, somebody has to approve these agents that are going to be working with these guys. They come at them when they're like 15. What do you mean? Some states you can get paid in high school. They're, they're getting them young. Yeah, for sure. Sir. That's what I'm saying. So there has to be some sort of... Like yeah, a, you even, can't trust. How do you trust anybody? Even just like a class. Dude, you, can't, you can't trust anybody, bro. You can't trust anybody. No. Class, nobody's paying attention. No. You put me in class when I'm 15 years old, you oh. think I'm giving a fuck? No, I'm making millions of dollars. <laughs> and I'm nowhere near as set up for success as a 15-year-old as anybody else. Like those, Some of these dudes are so much better than everybody around them at such a young age. And you got to think, well, these are once-in-a-generation guys. It's like there seems to be a few of those. Uh-huh. Uh, in a lot of places in a lot of sports. But, like, if one town has a guy, well, this is a once-in-a-15-year guy in this town, and then there's another town, this is a once Like, every year there's seemingly dudes that are fucking, this is the next Derrick Henry. This is the next fucking Tom Brady. This is the next Patrick Mahomes. This is the So the amount of leverage they potentially have, I think, is huge. But I feel like it gets used against them because they're so naive, young, and dumb. But that might be just speaking strictly from my point of view as a 15-year-old. Yeah, I mean, it's impossible yeah. to like plan it out because it's still so early on. Tim into and the Sally old... dealing with agents would have been <laughs> would have been one of the greatest. That should be a reality show. Tim McAfee, Sally McAfee, if we could go back <laughs> and this whole world was happening, them figuring out who the fuck was the right person. <laughs> My mom would have picked nobody. It's impossible. Uh, they're all going to fuck us over. That's what Sally would have said. None of this is going to happen. And then Tim would have asked a hilarious question to one of them. He would have liked them because that guy would have charmed them. We would have ended up in there. And then who knows? Tim, Tim either loves the guy or not. But, like, just the whole process of that taking place yeah. is a very 
confusing place. Nonetheless, let's get back to fucking NFL football. Super Wild Card Weekend was fantastic. AJ, one game we haven't talked about enough. Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins. Josh Allen has a couple turnovers. This seemingly has become his thing. He turns the ball over out of nowhere, and we've talked with him about it, as has everybody else, that he has to be more cognizant of the situation, what it calls for, when it plays over. But a part of that is just how he plays football. We talked about it with Andrew Luck. It led to his retirement. The reason why he ended up retiring is because he got his ass kicked all the time. He was one of the toughest players of all time, but his body just couldn't handle the ass beating that he took because the way he played football. But the way he played football made him a great football player. There's been numerous others that haven't been able to change the way they play. Josh Allen is in every game, every play is a potential touchdown. Every throw is potentially a highlight reel throw. I can do the check down, but I'm going to put it on the numbers. And it seems to lead to situations like this. Every once in a while. 17-3 here, you're up 14. You're going in to score. You throw a pick with a big-time return. That changed that whole game. Here we go. We flipped the whole thing around. I love Josh. I enjoy the shit out of Josh. I love this Buffalo Bills team. I love everything they stand for, their fans and all that. But it is alarming how many times he fucking turns the ball over, isn't it? I mean, it is alarming because he's so good. He is the prototype. Oh, yeah. It is crazy. I guess the Dolphins, though, have had his number in the turnover department, and that one's unlucky. But it just seems like these things happen for Josh Allen that don't normally happen for others. Yeah, Miami plays the division so tough. Like even New England, obviously the Jets and the in the Bills. Uh, the stat you're talking about is he had 16 fumbles this year, and eight fumbles against the Dolphins in three games. Like that is just Jeez. unbelievable. But they still find a way to win. Like it, it didn't seem though at any point yesterday where there was a, a time that you thought the Buffalo Bills were going to lose that game. Like no matter what, with Josh Allen, they're going to somehow win this. That game was a long one. Yeah. Yeah, I think really. it ran a total of like nine hours and 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. It was three avatars, the new one, not the old one, a uh-uh. couple Titanics. It was a long one. I passed out, woke back up. Only four minutes had passed on the game clock. I had no idea. I had to go get 30, <laughs> 30 minutes snooze. Four minutes passed. We're still in it. What did I miss? Yeah. Nothing. It was amazing. Let's keep it going. The Bills, though, I think the reason why I have so much faith and everybody has so much faith is because defensively, they, defensively, they hum. Oh, yeah. They fly yeah. around. A dog. And Styler yeah. fucking played some good football. Yeah, he was very good. I love watching his dad in the stands. He's fucking awesome. I'd love <laughs> to have a beer with that guy, I think. He drove the entirety to get to that game to watch him play. He looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Skyler played some good football. I think he proved that maybe he'll be in the NFL for 10 years. Oh, yeah. Either mm-hmm. as a backup or a guy that you can maybe put in there. But the Bills win with these turnovers happening. So I think the thought is if they don't, if, if they don't turn over a couple of these balls – the Bills are just going to boat race everybody, Bunch. but it seems to be a part of their DNA. Yeah. Well, and I think the concern is, is like, hey, if we're playing Joe Burrow or we're playing Patrick Mahomes and you give them fucking five extra possessions, you have five turnovers or four turnovers, like, you know, Joe Burrow is probably not going to be 18 of 45 when they play each other. Mahomes isn't going to be 18. Like, they'll make you pay if you turn it over four times, and then it'll be like, oh, shit, if we just would have held on to the ball, like, we, we would have had a pretty good opportunity. But you play these elite quarterbacks who get multiple more possessions, like, they're going to make you pay for it. Why Why does he do it? Why, why does it happen? Why does he turn it over? Yeah, some of them are just, I mean, like, make no sense. Like, why, why'd you do it? And, because for 99% of the game, Josh Allen is fucking unconscious. Uh-huh. He's yeah. unbelievable. That ball to Dawson Knox, are you fucking kidding me? Perfect. Are, are, you, yeah. are you kidding me over dude's shoulder, pretty much? Shh, laser. Mm. That ball, I don't know how many people on earth can do that. And people say Patrick Mahomes could do it. I guess. I don't know. That ball is on a rope. Yeah. Going, yep. what, 40 miles an hour? Probably 50 miles an hour? Guy Maybe even faster face. than that? 
right over the shoulder of a dude. The one to Gabe Davis was... Yeah, in the corner, fantastic. I think that's why he makes some yes. of those decisions sometimes. Because it's like, hey, I can make every throw. And maybe yeah. sometimes, like the John Brown one, that was a pick that we just showed. That didn't seem to be like a Josh Allen fuck-up. It's almost like guys don't think it's possible that he could get the ball there. And then all of a sudden he flicks his wrist and it goes 50 yards. What a monster. So yeah. awesome to watch. Him running, too, when he starts running, shit-talking. Oh, the Christian Wilkins thing. Remember earlier in the season, Christian Wilkins did give him a how you doing Yep, mm-hmm. in That's the bottom right. of a pile. Remember? And then Christian, he's been the, he's been the bottom of a couple piles. He's a dog. Like oh, when yeah. people get agitated. Oh, yeah. He, he also, Christian Wilkins, they talked about it on, on the broadcast before. I don't know if they did it yesterday. That dude, like, doesn't rotate out either. He plays so mm-hmm. hard, and he seems to play the whole game. Remember at Clemson, he was the, energized, he was the same exact guy at Clemson. Mm-hmm. Then he, he can goes, do the splits. You ever yeah. see that? He can do the splits. Oh, yeah. But I think, like, he is... He's always been him. Like he's his yep. teammates love him. He's not scared to do the like he will mix it up. Like he is that guy. I met him at Clemson. Great combo. Mm-hmm. Cool dude. But then on the field, it's like, hey, here we go. I'm gonna try mm-hmm. to win this thing. He gets in head games. He plays head games. And I think this situation, a lot of people are calling Josh Allen a bitch for this. I don't think that's the case. I I, I oh. think Christian. I like that he blocked him. And obviously they've mixed it up. And this came. Uh, Josh got slung to the ground earlier by Ingram, I think, like the drive before this. Yep. So no offensive lineman saw it, though, because it was a completion. So they didn't get to see it until after the play. So they weren't able to fucking punish for slinging Josh Allen to the ground, yeah. if I do recall accurately. This was the same drive, I think, a little bit later, maybe the next drive. This whole interception, what happens? Guy's going to block the quarterback. He does block Josh Allen a little bit, gives him a shove, bang, in the backside. Josh Allen goes, this motherfucker, this is the dude that in the pile, we got after it. They start mixing up. I like this. I like this out of both of them. Now, teammates say, who the fuck are you pushing? And then Wilkins takes it to the ground. He tries to belly-to-belly suplex Mm -hmm. a little bit of a roll. It gets on the bottom of the pile because he comes in head to Christian Wilkins' head. There's a full brawl taking place, as there should be. Offsetting penalties. Let's move on. There was a shot to the head in there at some point. Mm -hmm. There was a belly-to-belly suplex that happened. There was hands to the face all over the place. Uh, We got personal foul this side, personal foul this side. It's playoff football. Yep. Let's get back into it. Like, I loved the way that whole thing was handled. I appreciate the refs doing that, and I also appreciate Josh Allen mixing it up in there. Now, he breaks his hand in that situation right there. Uh People are going to call him the dumbest person of all time, but Josh took some massive hits yesterday, and people are calling him a bitch because the way that whole thing interacted. I don't think so at all, and I love the way it all went down personally. I mean, if someone say, if you're saying that about Josh Allen, okay, cool, would you want to be at – would you go back at – at that dude, if this D lineman is he, not only like he hit him and then he was trying to like set a pick on him and not get a penalty basically for killing the quarterback, it sounds like Wilkins was doing. And then Josh, like, nah, this didn't happen. Like, to yeah, push him back there, this. you know, you're starting something. And then I do love too how Josh's teammates all come along and obviously Christian's teammates come. This is exactly how it should go. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, my takeaway is this was perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now the NFL is not going to love teams it. That, those are two teams that love each other. That's what I see right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, a lot of passion, mm-hmm. a lot of passion, a lot of repeat. Games. Yeah, yeah. teams that hate each other. Yeah, right? a lot of, yeah, a lot of teams. All of them. Bengals-Ravens, yep. obviously, is noted. Mm-hmm. Thought it would get chippy. There was a little bit. A little bit. There, little. Was, a little, there was a little Not bit. as much. Bills-Dolphins. What do you think about McDaniel well, and his, the, uh, uh, his clock management? You worried about that? Okay, so a couple things. Let's let's address it with McDaniel. I would like to go on the record, and we don't have – I don't know if McDaniel's addressed it or not. 
I do not think he was hitting a vape. I don't think so. No. On that sideline. Me either. <laughs> I do think it would, it would be something that would fit the McDaniel character. Sure. Very cool. Sure. I think it would be very cool if he was. And if he, maybe he was. I'm not sure. That looked like a Sharpie to me. Cold as shit, blow into hand. You could see, see the see Sharpie the when it's on his yeah. face. Yeah. Before, at the beginning of the video. Yeah, and then. Right. There. Boom. Yeah. But if he was sure, just sure, hitting sure. a vape right there in the middle, oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, Could have been doing the fake vape too, blowing out just air because it was That's very cool. cold up there. Oh yeah, like when you hold like a fake cig. Bingo. Yeah. yeah, like a pretzel. Mm-hmm. He's doing that. Yeah. With a vape. That's modern era. Uh-huh. Sharpie is the new fake vape. Dude, he had Skyler in it against the Buffalo Beals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's admirable. Yeah. You almost drops. went to Buffalo and you almost went to Buffalo and beat the Beals in a playoff game. Yeah. Waddle, right? No offense to Waddle. Yeah, unfortunately. No offense to Waddle. Waddle's a great football player. We'll never say he's not. Love the Sally. Love it. Top tier. Maybe greatest human celebration marriage yeah. of all time. Original, mm-hmm. yes. Because the last name, the Waddle. Right. Uh-huh. Had a couple massive drops yesterday that probably would have changed the momentum and trajectory of Skyler's game, too, because early. There was a couple oh, yeah. early there. That first drive. Take shot, drop over the top there. So the McDaniel hate I don't fully comprehend. I guess the whole season, the end of the season, he lost six of the last seven or five of the last six, I guess, now, counting that particular game. So they certainly have gone like this. But that's third-string quarterback against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. I'm not sure Agreed. A lot he of could it do was, any better than that. A I guess lot of it was he – you could see him waiting on the sideline on that fourth and one at the end of the game to see what the Bills were going to do with their personnel, and he took way too long to get the play Eight on. Eight seconds they, or something they were And something. they got a uh, delay game there. He thought it was first there. down, right? Did he? He thought it was first didn't, didn't he say the staff and people thought he, they got a first down originally, and that's what took him time to oh. get different the, personnel? That was the Kyler excuse early in the So this is the, sticks, this is the sticks conversation. Yeah, mm-hmm. You need to look at the sticks. They're mm-hmm. real old, but sticks. Mm-hmm. Probably the right thing to look at. But I have seen it in stadiums be wrong. So maybe he saw mm-hmm. one there, went through his thing. Also, do you think there was any second guessing on what Skyler can do and what he can't do? And McDaniel trying to figure that sure. out in real time as well? Like in this situation, yeah. this is what I mean, I he definitely has a he definitely has a condensed game plan compared to what they have with two, I'm sure. I would so, assume, yeah. right? And then through yeah. the game, he might be like, Actually, feels like Skyler can do this. Mm-hmm. Skyler knows yeah. the offense, right? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. whether or not he they wanted him to add it into the offense. Is it too much on his plate? Like, I wonder if McDaniel was adjusting any of that on the fly. Like, there's probably a lot going into calling a game, and with a brand new quarterback in there, third string quarterback rookie. So yeah, second start. I don't love the McDaniel hate. They did stink down the stretch, but when they had Tua in, they were fucking unbelievable. The best thing on TV. They were the best thing on TV yeah. when they had Tua. Is that everything happened so quick? Everything happened so quick. Look at okay, so Brian Dable and the Giants and Bruce, they're all riding high. Like, look how fast they can the roller coaster can go from good to bad, bad to good. Like I just when it's good, you should enjoy the good. Don't sit there and try to like wish and say, okay, well, it's gonna be better. This guy isn't as good as we thought. Like, just enjoy what you have if you're winning. Yeah, let's enjoy the football's happening. It's Hell great. yeah. You know what I mean? Let's enjoy the football's Come happening. Come on. A couple years ago we almost didn't have it. Go ahead, Connor. Right. I mean, it was a thirteen and a half point spread. Like that was a game all the way to the end, and a lot of people didn't even think that the Bills got that first down at the end of the game. Whether that matters or not, they probably do a QB. Where's the chip? Yeah, exactly. Where's the chip the in chip. that situation? Did you hear about this, AJ? There's a fucking chip in the ball. Do we know this? 
Oh yeah, is there a chip? Do they? Do we know if any players have chips in them or anything? Like, what else do we not know? So he said, "There's chips on pads, what? on refs, what? on something, what? on balls. Like he every said. ball. So does every game ball have a chip in it? All like, there's a lot of game balls out there. Next gen stats seemingly broke the news. How close was Tyler Huntley to crossing the plane with the football? This is obviously Bengals Ravens. According to the chip in the football, what? the closest the ball got to the end zone was 0.6 yards. From the goal line. So we have the tennis laser capability right now? I guess. I mean, what are why, we doing? Why don't we know this? What are we doing? Who's using it? Where's that info go? Exactly. And how did we not know this? What's the problem? Yeah, it popped up on Google 2017, it said. How did we not know that in 2017? This is when started? it got introduced because I think I was in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. No big deal. One of the years where they were introducing the fucking, uh, what's that, AJ? The chip, no, just your delivery was great. Yeah, <laughs> it surprised me. It was. Thank you, thank you. Um, the chip was inside the ball, though, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Hey, try this out." I could feel, I could feel the sack that they had inside of the bladder. Really? Yes, certainly. This was like for whatever year I went to the Pro Bowl. My first time. They were beta I got, testing. They were beta testing back then. Yeah, now they were testing, in. and I didn't think that it was done because I, I could. It was definitely a different ball. Like, could clearly feel on my foot different ball. And then I think they've worked it, worked it, worked it so much where they got it good. And the NFL is big with, like, working things for a long time behind the scenes, testing shit out, and then laying it out in front of everybody. And now some of their rollouts aren't fantastic, and they fuck things up. But I think they've been working on this chip for a long time. 2017, I guess it got brought to light that it was taking place. But we had not really heard that it was being used at all because there's a lot of measurement things that happen in the NFL, and it ain't ever fucking said a peep, this chip, has it? Not a single thing. The chain said something more recently than a goddamn chip. What are we doing, AJ? Well, I mean, I guess... Are they worried that they can't figure, they can't streamline this enough to use the chip to know if you get the first down, you know whatever happened? Like, that's what I would imagine. They can't put it all together yet. So here's another thing that Rap told us. You know that Sky Judge is not what they've been doing whenever they're like, after further discussion, which the reporter. It's great. I'm glad they do it. They Unreal. cut down way, way down on time. Oh, yeah, we love it. We want this for every game, mm-hmm. and this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. If it's something obvious and egregious, before the call is even made publicly or the flag is reached, there should be somebody, wrong, 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 just pick it up, no big deal, we move on. That is marrying technology. Dude, been doing a lot of this today. Yep. That is marrying technology and uh, officiating in a perfect fashion. That's why when the XFL was doing it the way they were doing it, we thought it was great. There's somebody in the stadium with an Xbox directly in the ear, quickly, efficiently, let's move on. We don't have to have a full song and dance for a clear fucking overturn of a rule or of a call. So he said everybody's in New York in the ears. I didn't know that. So there is New York in the ear of the refs happening. And I guess it's taking place every single game. He said that the, it's the first time that the um, – uh, commentators said something, so he thinks that's why it's being talked about. I'm like, how long has this been taking place, and how are they fucking up any calls in, AJ? How are they fucking up any? Yeah. Humans, because humans are involved, that's why. They're always going to continue to get things worse. They're going to try to make it better, but also when they're all wearing headsets now, I don't know what year refs all started wearing, but is every ref on the field or just the main guy? I think every, I think all of them are mic'd up so, for so. everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think, so it's like they have producers in their ear, basically, is New York. When do they chime in is the question. How so often do they chime so in? So just like we have... I would, well, I don't know about these ones, but you have the capability. I would assume New York's in the left ear. Mm-hmm. Got New York in the left ear. You got the community of refs on the field, both ears yep. probably. And then you, that's where you, you flip it from here to here. Mm-hmm. Community of refs, <laughs> New York. stadium. St- oh, oh okay. New York. Mm-hmm. And stadium. Yep. So that's probably stadium. why they got to bat that thing because yep. they got three yeah. different. Mm-hmm. Who am I talking to? 
I'm talking to New New York, and then I'm talking to the stadium here, mm-hmm. and I'm talking to the refs. So it's probably refs full one way, New York the other, in the middle of the crowd. Yep. Boom. Probably. Cool. I would guess. Is that what you would do, AJ? Is that how you would have it set up? I guess, but what kind of technology do they have to back all this stuff up if something goes down and that communication goes down in the big game? None. Yeah. <laughs> There's fucked. no way. Nope. Just unplug it and plug it back in, guys. Just reboot it. Yeah, blow on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe they got the uh, Elon Musk internet. Where uh-huh. it's just Starlink? Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Starlink, yeah. Maybe they have their own little... They're bringing that. They're on their own thing. It's possible. I heard that's much better internet than anything we've ever had. It's getting on planes. Starlink. Huh. That's what I've heard, but that go. could be you all. Can get it fa- you can get it that fast? Allegedly just everywhere. Yep. Well, yeah, it's everywhere. I know, like, I've seen videos where people get it and test it, like, out in, like, rural areas where you can't get high-speed internet, and it's definitely, but is it faster than, like, we, we can get plugged in here? No, I think it could be the same. It's probably the same speed, and I'm talking out of my ass right now. I don't know if the 300 up, 300 down, which I guess you can get. Wow. A, we got 1,000 up, 1,000 down, allegedly here. You get 300 down. They don't give you, they don't offer you 300, uh. 300 up, I should say, when it comes to Spectrum or anything else. Yeah, Comcast has had a kind of a chokehold on the game for a long time. Metronet has come in and kind of rattled some stuff. We're very thankful for Metronet. We do not have a deal with Metronet, but we did fucking add them as a security internet because internet had gone down at our other office numerous times. they become our primary because Comcast hasn't been able to figure it out pretty Mm -hmm. much. So we appreciate Metronet a lot. But Starlink, I think they have the ability 300 up, 300 down, but there's no drops. Like, that's the issue. You go somewhere... Yeah, you, you go somewhere, it'll probably only be like 80-some after however many it gets cut, dilute, maybe mm-hmm. even 50-some. But it seems like it'll be everywhere, so you don't just drive in and out, of, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah, it's unbelievable. That's amazing news. That's the problem when things drop out. That's probably yeah. also. Oh, so man. It's crazy. Yo, Con, my bad. We just had a Peyton and Eli situation. My bad, Con. Yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Thought you were just going to go. A lot of these types of problems in a lot of modern day television shows. Yeah. And they're on shows. tonight, I believe. Are they? They I'm are. Not, last oh, one. I'm sure they nice. are. Who's the guest? I don't know. Stephen A. Smith. He's there. He is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably some uh, players from this past weekend as well. What? I have to assume. Stephen A. cut a two-hour promo against the Cowboys this morning, live mm-hmm. from the Tampa Bay Convention Center. I saw a few screen grabs of him. Michael He's Irvin, top one sports media personality <laughs> of all time. Mm-hmm. He was down there in a suit, had a cowboy hat on. Just two weeks removed from a next Friday skit to open first take. Yep. Oh, yeah. They did an escalator ride to open first take, cutting a promo today. I'm a big fan of what they got cooking over there. Crush. So good. Hey, I thought, we, do you ever watch that NFL game day live show with Eisen in him? I have. It's the best one, we think, right? I mean, I, I think their personalities are awesome, yeah, for sure. And resumes, and, like, acumen. From I think Mooch, that's Mooch, there. right? Yeah. I fucking love Mooch. Mooch is hilarious. I think Mooch, I love Mooch's, like, he, the fact that he, like, I don't know, he's an NFL coach, and, like, it would have been so fun to watch this guy in team meetings, I think. So, that's why I told Sam when we were watching it. He's a college. Wait, what's he wearing here? Spider-Man he costume. Yeah, you missed it, dude. <laughs> yeah. He was in full, yes, exactly, full Spider-Man costume. Michael Irvin. Full Superman costume. They had him sitting on or stand or laying on a green box with a green screen behind him. This motherfucker was flying through the sky, cutting a promo. Can we go back to Michael Irvin there? That one. 
this <laughs> dude cut a promo like this going, I'm He's Superman. Awesome. Dress shoes on. It was. He's the man. It was amazing, dude. And then Kurt Warner was dressed up as Flash. He ran for no shit four minutes straight. Four, he ran in place while cutting a promo right here. And then he said, oh, I'm getting tired. And then didn't stop running for the next three minutes. He was mm-hmm. not tired. He's a robot. He's the fucking American underdog, not just the movie, real life. Like, I've cut this promo a couple times today because it, it needs to be said. Yeah. It's a good fucking show with good resumes and they don't take themselves serious at all. I'm a, I'm a fan of the way they operate over there. Yeah, it feels like that's the most important. And Rich Eisen is also a consummate, you know, guy to handle all those different personalities because they all are, you know, hilarious in their own right. And when you just let Michael Irvin go, like just let him do whatever the hell he wants because he really is, you know, one of the I best. I love that dude. This morning he was hilarious too on first take with his cowboy hat doing the whole thing. I love him. They should pay him a billion dollars. They should. Somebody should, yeah. Mm -hmm. Remember, he said uh, Jerry let him in the room to watch negotiations happen. He learned that whole thing. Mm -hmm. I think he's a great businessman, too. Oh, yeah. I think he's a sound businessman, which is good. Always dresses great. We all are guys that don't believe that you could rig the NFL, though. Hate to break that news to a large portion of the internet that thinks the NFL is rigged all of a sudden. And when Trevor Lawrence, after the game, says, you couldn't write a better script than that right there, everybody goes, see, he said it out loud. You're supposed to keep that inside voice. That's an inside voice thing, Trevor. You're not supposed to say that outside. Oh, my God, he admitted it just like the rest of the NFL. If the NFL was rigged, which a lot of people are alluding to, because sports gambling has been very difficult this season. Uh-huh. It has been tough to pick who's going to do what. It feels like sports books have a better grasp on teams than anybody else on earth right now. The public will feel something completely in entirety. We all agree on it. And the complete opposite will take place. That has been the story of this NFL season, which is always good for the sports books, especially whenever it's becoming legalized right now. In a ploy to dominate the world and take everybody's money, There are people on the internet that think the NFL and sports books are coming together to rig games, not only to make them entertaining, even though this has been the most boring primetime year in the NFL's existence, but to make sure that the proper outcome comes so everybody can make the most amount of money behind the scenes. The amount of people that would have to be in on that would be so large that you would assume that that information would leak at some point that that was taking place. You'd have to pay off so many people. But with every insane game that takes place, like a 27 nothing comeback win, and then the quarterback says, you couldn't write a scripper, and that happens. It's a very interesting dynamic that has taken place, and really snow, snowball effect. There's more people that feel it's getting louder and louder with these games, which is good, I guess, for the NFL because people are talking about it. But there's people that truly believe that, AJ, and I am befuddled by all of it, but also appreciative of them just being like, can't be real. This is all fucking bullshit. I like that, but it's tough to believe that it could actually happen, you know? It's, it's very tough. But my, Okay, my first question, who do they believe? They believe the refs, or do they believe players and coaches are in? So it would have to be everybody, right? It would have to be some players, because Trevor Lawrence saying it, so Trevor Lawrence is in on it. So Trev, whatever Trevor Lawrence's deal, it has to be enough that Trevor Lawrence will never speak about this ever again, because mm-hmm. if he did, obviously everybody's going to jail. Uh, the refs would have to be in on it, clearly, because they have the earpieces, too, to New York. So New York, New York's on it. Coaches would have to be in on it because they'd have to be understanding of the situation and put the players that know in the situation that it is. And then that would have to happen at every single team, and every single operation would have to take place. So we're talking hundreds of people. And Illuminati. Oh, thank you, Zito. Thank you, Zito. They, they obviously oh. would. Have. But you're talking, what, hundreds of people every single year? So many. That would have to do that? And we all know humans. 
Do we think that is something that would not make its way out? Well, it would if there was that much money online. Okay, so they're paying off the refs tens of millions of dollars. That's probably what it would take. Yeah, right? There's going to be a trail. There's going to be a trail of money too if you're paying that much yeah. money. You're that's not why they just need to be lawyers. Bags of cash. That's second jobs. The refs? Yeah, because uh, I mean, they're not paying enough money to uh, keep it quiet. I don't know how to say this, though. Like, as somebody that was in there, and obviously nobody's going to talk to me. I'm bottom of the totem pole. Fuck the punter, the holder. Ain't nobody going to want, well, maybe. Holder probably oh, pretty yeah. good position. Oh, yeah. Holder, yeah. definitely. But I never got, like, I don't know how that would happen. With players no. trying to earn paychecks for their families and play, unless you told everybody, I don't know how everybody else on the team wouldn't know that one person was potentially fucking over the rest. So, you would have to – I don't know. You know, AJ, I don't know how – but it's gaining steam. There's people that actually believe – like, shoot, believe this. I don't think this is a gimmick. I think this is something that people actually believe. Mm-hmm. And it's alarming because I put out a tweet, and I'll get, like, an actual scroll or two worth of people going rigged, rigged, rigged. Mm-hmm. And that's so small in the grand scheme of things. But it's an actual conversation that's taking place, and I'm mind-blown. I'm mind It's a, mind-blown. I mean, it's a, it surprises me a little bit. The only thing I, I could see – that happens people just being humans not rigged not getting paid off as refs like say someone is up 27 nothing you might be a little late to throw a flag on the team that's down like say there's a deep ball or something and they had some like you were down 27 nothing you throw a deep ball they might have a little ticky tack interference or something they may call i think human nature may not call something against a team that's blowing somebody out and somehow it equals itself out somehow that may happen a little bit but no there's i don't feel like I don't think it's even possible. There's too many moving parts. You're, too saying, many you're saying there's a couple of situations that could arise where a slanted decision is made. But to act as if the entire league is rigged, I think, is an absurd thing to do. I, but there's people that do it, Connor. That's the internet, baby, I guess. Yeah, the internet's <laughs> unbelievable. And if it is rigged, I have to personally say thank you because whatever they have done to make the Patriots have 20 years of just unmatched success. Yeah. I must say, Roger, whoever was before Roger, all the referees in the league, well, they all paid the coaches. The most, Patriots paid the most money. Patriots, sure. Robert Kraft. You are uh, so dumb. Thank you for doing that for us, one. Uh, two, how would they be able to write these com- – like bank on the players – on the teams that are up by these large amount of, you know, 27 points, we'll say. Mass- 28 to 3, we can use the example of in the Super Bowl, because if they're rigging the games, they obviously have to rig the Super Bowl because they have to pick who they want to win. How do they tell players, hey, uh, if there's a ball in the air, you're going to bat it once or twice, it's going to go off your leg, and then someone else is going to catch it? Hey, kicker, you're going to miss a kick, you know, and you- we need you to miss it just a little. Can't. Barely. Can't miss by a lot. Can't miss by a lot. Has to be a little bit. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. Well, what if I did? What are you guys going to do? You already told me to fix the game. So, like, they have to keep everybody happy, too, that's fixing the games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There will always be somebody pissed in that situation. If they are trying to buy off players or refs, there's going to be somebody pissed that's going to go public with it. No question. Gambling-wise, too? Like, could you imagine? The last thing they want is anybody to think that the games are cooked, <laughs> yeah. especially in the time that they're in right now. If, if we're going to talk about the NFL rigging games to make money, <laughs> we at least have to think from a standpoint of billionaires thinking in the mm-hmm. way they think. Sports gambling, Fondle, is legal in 20 states, maybe we'll say. 18, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. 20. We'll yeah. say 20 states. You start doing some math, there's 50 of them. There's a few of them that will probably never do it, right? Mm-hmm. For either Native American uh, dispute issues, legally license issues, or religious reasons mm-hmm. or something like that. But they're not even they're not even halfway home yet on the sports gambling, getting to where it is. <laughs> you don't think that they know that, that that's probably gonna take place and the amount of they want to ruin it before it gets to that. Once it gets to that where it's like trillion like Oh yeah. Yeah. 
They don't need to. They don't need to rig the game. They're doing a great job growing the game and making more money just because, like, by showcasing the product that they have and adding teams and adding games and doing all that. But let's act as if they were willing to ruin the entire league that they've built yeah. up. Let's just act okay. like they were willing to fucking, you know what, fuck this league. Mm-hmm. Let's ruin it as quickly as we can and cook games. Mm-hmm. You would think they would wait just a few years probably right. when there's going to be so much money. It's just the entire theory behind it is interesting. And I sometimes buy into it when I lose a bet, you know, that is wild. I go like, Whoa, how? that's not real. That's so you, not you real. understand? You understand where they're coming from? Is. I can understand where it starts, but then once you actually like – you know. If you think about it, yeah. yeah lay if you it actually out. think about the act of it actually happening, how many steps, like, how, like, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot for people to get to keep quiet, especially, yeah, and to have the money to pay for somebody to actually entertain the idea of doing something to ruin a game. Moving on. Speaking of money, there's a team that is still up for sale. Oh, there's a team that nobody met the what is it called on eBay? Um, the bid, the reserve, or? reserve. Yeah, oh. has not in, in any auction. There's a reserve. I guess nobody has bid and met the reserve that the Snyder family has put on the Commanders, which is like six point three billion or something like that. And Jeff Bezos is not a formal or formal bidder to purchase the Washington Commanders. That comes from AJ Perez, the founder of front office sports, I do believe. Minus Bezos, none of the half dozen bids ahead of last month's first round deadline exceeded $6.3 billion, which I believe was the the reserve or whatever for the team. So what are the next steps? Who knows? My question is where do we get $9 billion? Yeah, simple. You can find that somewhere, AJ. You know. Where's Uncle Wexy? Yeah. There's on, a couple places, but they're, they're not in America. There's some <laughs> spots that have plenty of yep. money, I'm sure. Tony, you okay? You, Tony, you're coughing <coughs> all over Saudis. Your what? Tony. Jesus Christ. The private fund? They got just had another big acquisition, didn't Tony, they? you got have a cowboy hat on. Yeah. No, that was fake be that was perfect fake for the desert. I don't know. The whole thought, though, that one of 32 things is for sale right now that mm-hmm. is a rocket ship mm-hmm. and nobody exceeded $6.3 billion or whatever. How? I don't understand you know, it. It's got to lower the reserve now, it, right? You know, we live in our own world. We live in our dumb world. We are idiots. But we have to admit that. And acknowledge that we are NFL idiots. Okay, we are sports yeah. stooges. We right. are in this world, but as somewhat a business people, somewhat, somewhat, watch Shark Tank, obviously. Yeah, right. Of course. Of course. So, somewhat as business people, owning an NFL team is a great asset. Oh yeah. Like just strictly business wise, it's guaranteed, right? It almost seems feels guaranteed, dude. To skyrocket. Have so you I, seen? I think we've just automatically assumed like great asset, good investment, and also fucking awesome. This feels like something that yeah. some of these rich fucks would just be like, give it to me. Because I think that's what we would do if we had yeah. the capability of doing it. Sounds like nobody's doing it. Tom, what are you reading up have on? You, no, have you seen the uh, work done um, story? He, he took basically his career earnings from the NFL. It was like $11 million after taxes. Bought 1% of the Atlanta Falcons. Right after he retired for like nine million, it's worth like fifty million now because of the growth of an NFL team since he's retired. And I think Arthur uh, Blank, Blank, Blank the also very close. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. yep. So he offered that up to. I don't yeah. think it's just as easy to do that, yeah, but I think worked with the way he handled himself. He was the first. He did a lot for the NFL. One of the first people behind the scenes to do a lot for players with the NFL. He and Arthur Blank had a great relationship, so he offered that up to him. And Warwick is a great businessman. You look into his. Uh, Philanthropy, what he has done, and everything. He's one of the top five humans the the NFL has had, I think. But he's also ownership in there. It's like, for me, this seems like a 
piece of cake buy for somebody that has a shit ton of money, which there is more people that have a shit ton of money these days than there ever has been in the past. Not only with the NFL just being like a surefire, like, hey, you're good, like, you're going to make a bunch of money. Washington poses, like, this particular franchise poses, like, uh, an opportunity that almost no other franchise in the league does. Like, you get to come in. You could probably change the name if you want to. You're going to get a brand-new stadium. Like, you're already going to make the money on the back end. But then if you actually care about, like, kind of being unique and, like, giving this, like, your own, like, fingerprint and stuff like that, like, no, no other franchises really gives you that opportunity. Like and it, it's like unmolded clay, and that you can kind of just do whatever you want with. Hell yeah! And to follow up on your point about Washington, as opposed to everybody else, and do the owners have to build the new stadium? That's probably a part of the whole sure. negotiation yeah, as well. Sure. And I think they will have to because I don't know if any of the local politicians are going to okay any publicly funded money with the way that is politically. But to your point. Washington poses a situation nobody else does. If you're a man with billions and billions or a woman with billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars, you on the team in D.C., you have political power. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And I thought that that's what all these super mega rich humans wanted. Yeah. It's like that's why I think we all thought, oh, this commander sale is just going to be boom, boom, boom. And then we read – Nobody actually bidded the price. Does that mean they're trying to drum it down a little bit? Is this everybody trying to negotiate with Snyder? Or is this them not yeah. being as interested in the team as our dumbasses would be if we had the cash flow? Yeah, is it, if it's first round, does it then they have to reevaluate, drop the number down? Because then it would probably Yeah, go but to, you're still bidding against people. It's still competition. If you know, yeah. hey. If you get if you get to make a formal bid, do you get to like do is there due diligence? Do you get to check into the financials at all, sign NDAs, mm. and then look into everything? And then these people are realizing, you know, hey, this is a bigger mess financially than I thought. I'm going to lower the price. Yeah, let alone the financial mess that it could be because they don't have a new stadium and they have lawsuits. Mm-hmm. I'd assume because of said stadium where poop pipes was bursting right. and Jalen Hurts almost got, you know, decapitated, de- literally yeah. from the stadium falling apart. Yeah. But like, also, I want to read RG3's book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that ever coming out, man? No. I want to read that book. Well, he's also, what? I mean, if we bring him in, he's halfway to the $9 billion, so we can use him. I had a lot a of people point. that were tweeting me that RG3 and fans were go funding to mm-hmm. buy yep. the Commanders. Oh, mm-hmm. That's cool. That is amazing. Genius. I love RG3. I feel like an asshole having him work a night where his wife could have given birth, but seemingly all good there. Mm-hmm. Him go funding enough money to buy the commanders mm-hmm. would have been the greatest feat in the history of humans. Like, for sure. Maybe, man. But he gave it a go. He gave it a go. It's reasonable, too. You just need, what, 50 cents from every single person on earth? $9 billion yeah. is, I think, what it would take. Okay. When will this happen? Will there be a new owner by next season, or is there no timetable? Foxy, great question. You know what I mean? Like, the way you asked that question, really solid. Thank you. Posed a great thought that we need to address. With that being said, the rest of the NFL owners are fucking probably like, what are we talking about? Let's get this thing out of this family, please. Yeah, yeah. immediately. We opened this up because we wanted this. They hired, what, Bank of America, right? Yep. So I wonder if the rest of the owners are like, all right, Bank of America, thank you so much. Have a good day. Hey, fucking Chase. Get your – or, hey, whoever is – Buy this team. No, no, not even buy it. They're oh. the ones that are doing the <laughs> – the seeking the deal. The deal. They're the one, oh. I think they're the ones that kind of are the middle people. Yeah. They're the ones that were seeking the sale or something mm-hmm. like that. 
So maybe they just weren't able to find the right people, or are we grossly overestimating what an NFL thing is worth? Who knows? I yeah. thought part of the new stadium thing, too, was that like the Washington or the surrounding area was on board until all the stuff with Snyder came out, and they're like, hey, this guy's a piece of shit. Like, we're not doing, you know, we're not going to have a tax-funded stadium to benefit this guy in any way. And I thought part of it was, like, if there were to be a different uh, ownership group, we might consider oh, yeah. retabling this and, and actually getting this done. Which is classic political mm-hmm. right. position. Gamesmanship, yeah. yeah. Hey, this guy will give a... That's like classic narrative opinion. Let's go ahead and build the case against. Let's move. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Hopefully they'll hold up their end of the bargain, get a new stadium. That'd be a cool place to kind of see back. Yeah, be you sweet. Know? All it is is a laughing stock right now. And their team won some games this year. Taylor Heineke did a great job. Ron Rivera, I feel mm-hmm. like, has done a, a great job leading that group with everything going on around. I assume at some point he'll talk about it. Yeah, face of the franchise and Carson Wentz. Did I see a report that Sam Howell is the starting quarterback? They want Sam Howell to be the starting quarterback? Yeah, allegedly he is the guy going into what? the offseason workout. There's about to okay. be a new owner. I mean, exactly. mm-hmm. we have no maybe a new owner. That was Snyder might just be dragging his feet. That's why he puts that reserve so high because he doesn't actually want to sell. And he's saying, all right, you want me to sell? You're going to have to vote and force me to sell this thing. Or he's like, okay, I'll sell. If I get $6.3 billion, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll sell. That's the next three years, four years of this whole thing. You guys are forcing me out of here. I guess I'll take $6.3 billion, hop back on my yacht, head over to Napoleon's Island in France, and just lay low and watch the games from here like I'm suspended for a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not so – like, I wouldn't doubt Jerry Jones if he doesn't sell it, just going rogue and just killing him. A couple bullets in the back of the head on his yacht. Pew, pew, pew. Good allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Good allegedly, run, allegedly, 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 allegedly. But this is my league. Zito has dropped into my ear hole. Sean Payton said on the herd that he has spoken to Saints GM Mickey Loomis and trade compensation to acquire him will probably be a mid to late first round pick. Could change depending on teams, but that seems to be the asking price. Okay, so one first round pick, you get Sean Payton. Teams are doing interviews with everybody. Wink Martindale, defensive coordinator of the Giants, did an interview with the Indianapolis Colts today. Seems like the way he had those boys playing would be fantastic for this city and what the culture needs in the building. But we shall see as the day unfolds. We've talked about this. We think coaching interviews should be done after the season. We don't think it's cool that Wink Martindale has to spend this day that he could either be preparing or celebrating what he just did. But nonetheless, it is the way it is. Hopefully he's a Colts soon. Yeah, mid to late first-round pick is the pick the Broncos got from the Dolphins for the Bradley Chargers. So it's either Broncos, Chargers, or Panthers. Panthers, I thought, was still in the top 15. Colts might might be able to move, you know, down to (laughs) 17-ish. True. Can they trade cash? Like, how does it work when you're trading for a coach? They're letting, like, the Saints giving him, what if someone says, hey, We'll give you $20 million cash So and no s- picks. We saw that one team trade yeah. uh, Washer and Dryer mm-hmm. for Ed Monix. Yep. Uh-huh. And <laughs> tropics. that ended up working out. It did. Yeah. It was in a different sport. <laughs> they made right. it, though. But there is business that – there is precedent mm-hmm. yeah. of teams okay. trading for things, yeah, that's, objects. That's what, lawyers always, that's what lawyers always say. There is precedent, so they can point back to that, right? Bingo. I thought in the NFL okay. it happens. I thought there was a cash trade for like a second or a third-round pick. So the Chargers might be making a three-way trade, one for cash and then one to get Sean Payton. You know what I mean? Because allegedly the reason why Sean Payton wouldn't be able to be a Charger is because there's no way that they could afford Sean Payton, especially if they're in a bidding war with the Waltons who own the Broncos. you got the richest owner in the NFL, the Broncos, versus 
top five poorest owners in uh, NFL, Spanish family. Still rich. Still rich. Mm-hmm. Very rich. And there's no salary cap on the coaching stuff. So I guess Sean Payton, Bell of the Ball tour continues. Uh, Bengals, Ravens, we didn't talk enough about this. Obviously, you're close to the situation because Ohio fuck Sam Hubbard of Ohio State and of Moeller Academy in downtown Cincinnati had the big play. 98-yard return to flip that entire thing on its head. Huntley was playing well for the Ravens. Seemed to be a baller. Logan Wilson, though, said give me that. Bats his ball out of his hands and Hubbard takes it the other way. The game was different from that point on. Did the Bengals squeak by? Did they get lucky or is that just a great opponent that knows them very very well in a massive fucking win in the wild card for the Bengals, AJ? Well, I mean, that's a great, a good question. It, I guess you could be a bit concerned. Hey, yeah, their backup quarterback played, and we only won by a score, and the game was was definitely close, and we made an unbelievable defensive play that, that flipped basically 14 points in this game. Whoop. But, no, I mean, I think it's a good win for the it's Bengals. Good it's a good playoff win mm-hmm. that you had to fight, and you, it was a battle, and every moment seemed like was like a pressure-packed situation. So I think the, every rep that you can get, in those moments where it's like, hey, if I if I slip, if I trip here, that's game. Our seat, we're going home. Like Hell I think yeah. every rep you get in that situation is awesome. Hell yeah. What's yeah. that, Connor? And for the Bengals, because obviously they're going to play the Bills now, it feels like both those teams, it's like, okay, we got our kind of shit show game against a division rival out of the way. Like now we just move on to next week now, and now it's almost time for them to really take it to the next level, especially because they're both going up against such you know high-powered offenses. There have certainly been blowouts in the past in divisional games. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. certainly has been just in the history of the NFL, but there is something to them knowing each other inside and out because they've already played each other so many times. That's just something that takes place. It's real. So having to meet in the playoffs is not a desirable position I don't think for any team so they both get wins they move on let's look at the schedule for this upcoming weekend it has been set the Jaguars will travel to Kansas City and the home of the Chiefs I think this is where that fucking wolf is going to be back because he got out of jail for that uh, bank robbery wow Is that what you guys said? I believe so. That's a he's game back? changer. I don't know. Is he out of jail in Oklahoma? I think he's out of jail. Really? I think he, I think he, he posted back. bail. He said, I got a fucking divisional playoff game to get to. Especially and Trevor Lawrence coming to that's town. That's right. And they said, all right, you know what, Wolf? The fuck out of here. Get oh. back to Kansas City. There was only one bank here. You did 10 in other states, but you got to do what you got to do. The Chiefs need you. They're eight and a half point favorites at home against the Jags. Obviously, that's a big line, especially after what we saw the Jacksonville Jaguars do. They're a comeback type team. They are a gritty team. They're a young team. I think the future looks bright. Obviously, everybody's leaning towards Kansas City. We won't make our picks just yet. And then Saturday night, the New York Giants take on the Philadelphia Eagles. Now we're talking about a rivalry game yep. in prime time in the division around who's real who's not is Danny Dimes the quarterback who looked like the best quarterback in all the wild card weekend going to continue his epic run alongside Saquon and Debo and Wink Martindale or the Philadelphia Eagles the number one seed for a reason with Lane Johnson back on the field after fucking up his groin Mm -hmm. which we all knew his groin is what was hurt how do you like this one AJ Hawk what a moment here for NFL to get this rivalry in this position Oh, I think it's awesome, especially these two head coaches facing off against each other, like yeah. two great personalities. It's going to be fun. But also going back quickly to that Bengals-Ravens game, you see the handshake with uh, 
Zach Taylor and Harbaugh. That was there's no love lost there. You can tell between those two guys. You see it? Yes, quickly, very quickly. quick, very quick. Yeah, Harbaugh definitely was going. Zach thought he might get a little like dab or tap the shoulder. I feel like he's like, oh no, absolutely not. All right, see you, man. Have fun at home. It seems like Zito. What you just say to me? It moved to seven and a half. Yeah. So uh, the Giants game moved to seven and a half, Why? and then the Bengals game went to four and a half. Okay. Ooh. So Giants move to seven and a half point okay. dogs, and the Ravens move or the Bengals move to four and a half point dogs after beating the Ravens in primetime against the Bills. This game's on Sunday. I cannot wait to watch this. I think first takeaway from this is like Joey Burrow should be able to do okay against that defense, but then what's their offensive line got? Right tackle, it has been breaking news, I believe, today. Uh, tackle who got her left tackle, uh, who got hurt last night in the game. He got kind of pushed over. Dislocated patella, dislocated kneecap in layman's terms during last night's win source said he had an mri today to determine the damage that it caused uh i had this this is what i had the last year of my career the last uh like eight games i punted with it in my kicking leg hurts like a motherfucker i mean just very very painful obviously your kneecap sits in a groove right so here's here's the groove here's the patella okay the patella sits on top of it almost like this here you see like this here so whenever I was punting, my, my knee would open up like this, and then my patella hopped outside of it. Well, I should have went this way. And then it bent back, and then it was just sitting out here on top of this thing. So that obviously did a lot of damage to a lot of shit in there, not just the patella. There was a lot of wear and tear and grinding happening on the thing. So it's very, very fucking painful. Now, did it pop out, dislocate, and then pop back in, which is something that does take place? I guess that'll be the next step. Is it currently dislocated or was it dislocated and then it came back? Nonetheless, very fucking painful. I have no idea what the protocol is for this going forward. But at the offensive line position, that is a terrible thing to happen. And I'm incredibly sorry to old Cuzzy that had that happen last night. I mean, it does. It sounds crazy painful. Is it? Is there a chance he could play? Like, if it if it didn't cause a bunch of damage and it gets back in, can you? I don't know how it works. So we didn't know that mine was a dislocated patella because I didn't want to go do an MRI because I didn't mm-hmm. want to know. I was like, it hurts. Like, I don't want to yeah. know though. Can I punt? Yes. Okay. Do you want to get an MRI? No. Don't want to get an MRI. Let's just keep going. It was terrible. I couldn't walk. Like <laughs> days that I was kicking. I would go home and just literally game ready the entire night. Like my wife and I just had like a full thing. I didn't, I did, it was, it sucked. I mean, it's cemented home. Like, yeah, definitely retiring. Yeah, you know done I mean? with like, this. Like, definitely retiring because of how bad it hurt. I couldn't imagine having to be a, a big dude, too. 350. Yeah. A lot of weight. Yeah. Like, yeah. walking around, I could be cool. But if I had the – and I felt like I had the punt in practice. If I didn't punt in practice, I didn't think I'd remember how to punt in the games. So I was a big got-to-punt-in-practice guy. So those days, like Wednesday, Thursday, done pretty much all night. Friday could walk. Saturday could walk. all, how we doing? Keep it moving. We're living great. And then immediately after game, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This thing hurts like hell. So that was pretty much what it was for me. Vastly different, I assume, for him, but nonetheless not cool at all and not fun. You think there's any difference because he knows, like, hey, at the at the very worst, I have three games left, as opposed to you knowing, like, oh, I got fucking half the season left with yeah. this thing. Well, for me, I don't have to do anything. I'm just punting the ball. Yeah, true. I mean, but- is, it is vastly. I'm not. I never want to compare myself to anybody else. But it was very painful. Very, very painful. He's tougher than I am. I have no idea what the diagnosis will be. I wonder what the strength is with that. Yeah. You know, like And how much like how much confidence does he have that he could take a kick slide and it's not gonna pop out again on him? It was no i mean it hurt like and the popping out is so uncomfortable feeling. Like when it happens Is there a brace or some kind of tape deal you could do to help it stay in there? So you know well popping it back in, they had to uh 
my guy had to move it back in and then rebuild up the uh, the side that got chipped off. Basically, uh, hmm. is that uh, of the groove? Does that make sense? Yeah. Would he clean off what was broken off of there? Yeah, he sucked it out. It was like a thing. It was like this fucking. You know how they have okay. it in like a little container oh, yeah. mm-hmm. when you wear it around your neck. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. they didn't let me keep mine. I took a picture of it. It was fucking big. I was like, that was in there. They were like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I felt that. Yeah, that, that thing was probably <laughs> the thing that was locking up on me, everything. So my doctor had to, like, rebuild the groove almost. So I think it's a I – don't, I don't know if you could just shove it back in. You know what I mean? No. And I think Doesn't it's called sublux. Like it. I think you can sublux your patella, hmm. which means it goes out and comes back in. So it's probably a little sprain. And when you do that, they put that um, – there's like a brace that you put. Yeah, I read about the patella subluxation. Boom, man. It's all coming back. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, mm-hmm. here we go. Good I test. know some knee stuff. I know some knee stuff. But yeah, there's a brace that you can put on that has like a, it's like, um, it holds it in there almost. It's like a guardrail, speaking of. Mm. And that's if you Good sublux, callback. if you sublux it. Sublux. Yeah. If it's but if you right, dislocate, dislocate, it stays out. It's not popping right back in. Yeah, and I think you have to do surgery to bring it. Mm. I think. I'm not 100% sure. It hurt like fucking hell, though. I mean, I, I'm i retired. Yeah, I remember. Saying, <laughs> yeah, done with this. There's no way. And I am nowhere. I'm going through nothing that other dudes have to go through that actually have to, you know, clang and bang every day. So I'm not going to complain at all. But fuck me. I can't even walk. Like, yeah. This is not This is not fun. You know, it was not an enjoyable experience. I do not like that he has to go through that. Uh, but let's talk about them with the Chiefs here. Let's talk about it a little bit. Bengals and the Chiefs, it is a four-and-a-half-point spread now. Josh Allen, at any moment, and, and we say this about Carson in a negative way, we go, at any moment, Carson's going to Carson, and this sure. game could. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel the other way about Josh Allen because I think we've seen him in the past not just give the ball to the other team in reckless fashions because mm-hmm. everything else he does is so incredible. So when he makes these – I don't want to say boneheaded, but seemingly oh, surprising yeah. out of nowhere plays. It is always a wonder. Like, wow, why did that happen? How'd that happen? I think he can turn that off at any point. How do you feel about this just looking a few days out from this on Sunday, AJ? Well, I mean, I'm thinking for Josh Allen, though, is it just something that you, I mean, you don't have to accept it, but is it you take the good with the bad, like a great punt returner that every once in a while he's going to lose 15 yards, but he's going to have some electrifying <laughs> highlight reel returns? Like, is that how we look at him? I think we should, right? I guess we should. You're right. We should just say this is what it is. You're going to get an alien for a large portion of this, but because of that, you're going to see some plays that you're going to go like, that alien looks like me. Why? Yeah. Hey, you're, not, you're Josh Allen. You don't do that. Why would you do that? But then on the flip side, you're going to get rockets over people's shoulders mm-hmm. for one-handed grabs from tight ends. You're right. I guess that is should be how we view it. Uh, but I, I guess they could also try to – they'd probably try to coach him, hey, Josh, like you, we, we love what you do. We love everything you do. We don't want to stifle you, but you got to, like, pick and choose when you can take those shots. Like, in the right situation. Like, was it Eli Apple who jumped on the double move and got mm-hmm. beat? Yeah. yeah. Slant and go. Like, that. you just got to know when you can take those chances. And that was not a moment you could take that chance. Hey, you can't be peeking because when you're peeking, you're reaching. And when you're reaching, they catch you sleeping, right? Because they're going. And that's what happened to Eli. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. bad yesterday. That is exactly too. what happened. Huntley, once again, great throw. Got to make the throw. Yeah. Also, great pump yeah. fake from the back end out there. Yeah. I don't think Eli thought Huntley had that in him. No, no I, chance. I don't think they had that in there. That, that might have mm. been their, what, first deep ball, really? Uh, but looking at that Bengals-Bills, do you think it's possible that we might see uh, DeMar Hamlin back in Buffalo against the Bengals, the team that he got hurt against? probably maybe On the sideline? On the sideline, maybe you know, even doing a little entrance because uh, – 
he hasn't been in the building for a game since, and they also did the offense, you know, this past week. Yeah, he might. I Dude, mean, imagine you got to factor yeah. that into the Bro, atmosphere. In imagine there. him coming out on a fucking four wheeler. That'd be sick. Yeah. In front of the team with a buff, like a Bills Mafia fucking flag. Yeah. And then he fucking onto the field. Yeah. Could you imagine that place? Oh, we need it. It would erupt. It explodes. Does it have to be a four-wheeler? What about a Harley? <laughs> Harley would be sweet. Yeah, Harley's oh. your balance. I mean, there's a lot to worry well, about there, especially on turf. Maybe a snowmobile. Yeah, fucking Tate Ooh. driving the motorcycle. Take, he yeah. could be on the back of it. Oh, he's side like, car. make it a, uh, make like, it a geezer like a, glider. Yeah, like a sidecar, maybe. Make, no, no, make it, be sweet. make it a geezer. We do not need to see DeMar in a sidecar. No. <laughs> I think it needs to be on a four-wheeler. Four-wheeler makes even. sense. And, he, and if they do want to do the flag, you can probably just build something to hold it in the back, maybe a three flag. Oh, right behind, shooting out. Yeah, with the Bills Mafia flag on both sides. <laughs> Fireworks <laughs> off the back, too, as he drives yeah. it. We got pyro yeah. on the back. Oh, too. yeah. And then just... Threes up, you know what I mean? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Threes up. That place would explode. <laughs> Threes up. You're on the throttle still. You're still on the throttle. <laughs> get a one that it does do a little. Yeah, get yeah. a little kick. It's got some go. I got some new, uh, I got two new four-wheelers at the, uh, at the old house. Had a bunch of land at the old house. I've had land at pretty much every house that I've had except for this one. That was like the goal when I was growing up. Like, I want, I want some land. You know, mm-hmm. I, want, I want to be able to be quiet out here. I won't be able to, you know, roll around. I got some. I had one, and it was okay. It was a pretty good one. I got these new ones, and it was fucking real. It was a real deal, and I'm like, okay, we got to really pay attention when we're on these things. I built an entire track in my backyard. I had a, a fucking course that went through my backyard. I was wide open on those things. I love – I think I love those more than any other, like, bullshit thing I've ever bought in my life. I think the four-wheelers are the greatest thing yeah. of all time. So easy. So easy. So easy to ride. They're more fun than uh, jet skis? I haven't, uh, I've been on jet ski one time. Yeah, it depends on the chop. In Tahoe. It does depend on the chop. Oh, I've been on jet ski two times. I've erased the one from Tahoe <laughs> in my mind because my whole body cramped up. You remember that? Whole body. Great forearm, great forearm and hand workout. You're right. Yeah. After a... <laughs> oh my god and then you're just rocking in the water and you're doing this dumper here and then you look to your right yep. and aj's doing the same thing and this guy mm-hmm. like the picture of fitness yeah. i'm like okay i'm not in good shape right now whole body's just locking up we got to get back to the house all right this is great we got another 45 minutes <laughs> <laughs> oh my god quads locking up because if you didn't if you didn't jump with it Balls. Oh, yeah. Balls. You have to time it the whole day. And, like, compression Chasing. on your spine, too, if you time it up wrong. And oh, my God. We looked around, too. Remember, we, we would come together every once in a while, we're trying to rest our forearms and hands. And, like, man, there's not really Jeez. anyone else out here on this lake right now <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> we got the white caps everywhere. What are we doing? We're the only one. Wait, man, do we, get, we got the lake to ourselves, huh? That was the first time we stopped. And then we continued, and there was not a single part of the lake that was not. Ooh, oh yeah, the entire ooh. thing. Because you, I guess you could go into like a little deeper area. Normally, you're able to go in deeper, and it's kind of a little bit uh, quieter waters. Mm-hmm. It got bigger. The waves got bigger out there. Everywhere. <laughs> we had no safe zone. Oh, that was dead. I thought it was light dead chop. What do you say? Oh, what's the water? That's got some light chop out there. Yeah, light chop is. <sighs> 
facials. Just everybody. Luckily, it's not salt water. Salt water, that'd be tough. Fresh water, it's a lot easier. We had to have been doing it wrong, right? There has to be some sort of way no. to do I feel like I'm a pretty good. No, we were right. Well, we just went out when it was very rough like conditions. That. Yeah. There it's all is, about timing. There is that type of uh, double jet ski thing I showed you for uh, your house what? up on Lake Monroe, where it's two jet skis. And uh, it's basically like an ATV or uh, well, I didn't like see a this. golf when cart. When did you show me this? It's, it's essentially like a, a golf yeah. cart jet ski. And You're talking about like a uh, a pontoon, but with jet skis at the bottom? Bingo. It's just two jet skis. It's basically like a little bench. There is even like the overhang they have on golf carts. Up, and you just move. <laughs> it is I like that. awesome. I like that. Still have it saved on my Instagram. The lakes, the lakes in Indiana, I don't think they get the chop that fucking Tahoe no, got. No, no, no chance. No. That was crazy, AJ. We're doing every, some like, wild shit. Every afternoon. It, like Tahoe goes from glass early in the morning, and then as the, the, the afternoon goes, it gets pretty serious. I was on zero vitamins. No. So, Camping. Yeah. There was a couple of moments where I was like, am I going to die out here? Oh, that was sweet. Uh, I've, never, I've never seen that. That is awesome. Those are like wake boats, I think they call. Those are just wake boats, yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, of course. Just little wake <laughs> yeah, boats. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, sorry. Okay. About that. Oh, sorry about it, water boys. Those Jeez. are like, what do they call them? Those uh, are inflatable. Uh, I don't want no blow up Z. Yeah. Uh, no. This thing. This thing is a double jet ski, and it has jet ski better than quad, ATV, four wheeler, whatever the fuck you call it, wherever you come from. Mm-hmm. Where we're from, it's a quad. Out here in, I think in West Virginia, it's ATV. Four Indiana, wheeler. it's a four wheeler. Yep. Then there's the side by sides, obviously. Yep. And are those, is that like the little buggy things that have the – I love those. Those are awesome, too. Yeah. Those are fantastic. Those Can-Ams or whatever. Those things can fly through the woods. People mm-hmm. have. Almost murdered Nick in one of those. Shout-out, Nick. Oh. Shout-out, Nick. You saved this. Uh, you pulled, a, pulled it back into control, reined it in. Hell, yeah. I'm a lot. I mean, I almost totaled a Mustang in my front yard. You know what <laughs> I mean? I used, to, I used to really try to drive out there. You know what I mean? We're driving to drive or we're just driving to survive. I'm not trying to get from A to B. No, I'm trying to do something here. Hell you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> good whoa, 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 whoa. So we got Tamar Hamlin on a quad coming out, a four-wheeler? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Oh, my God. I just got, like, so pumped up thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, that environment. That would be an award. What if, well, what if they put him in the back of Rex Ryan's Bills truck he, he got no, when he no. took that Bills job? Remember that? Yeah, That's got to be somewhere. That thing's amazing. I doubt Rex still has it. I hope they didn't paint over it. You know what I mean? That would be a shame. It's probably a no wrap, way. right? Probably a wrap, yeah. I probably hope they didn't wrap up. All you got to do is remove one layer, probably. Might have a McDermott one on there. Well, mm-hmm. that would have come after who was before McDermott. Did it go Rex to McDermott? Was it Rex McDermott? I don't know. I think it was. Was it really? Was I'm not sure. What was it? Was there an interim? 17? Was Leslie? For, uh, was Doug Marone the interim? No, because he was in Jacksonville. Oh, Doug Marone was. Doug, Doug Marone quit. Yeah, Doug How Marone. Long, was Doug Marone? Doug Marone stepped down, right, because he thought he was going to get another head coaching opportunity. Yeah. That's Isn't that what happened? Yes. Yeah, that was from Tennessee, I thought. I think post-Jacksonville, he went to... It went Buffalo. Marone, Rex Ryan, then Anthony Lynn for a game. I believe that's an interim. Yeah. And uh, Sean McDermott. Oh, oh so it did go right. Okay. Okay. okay, Sean McDermott, Tyrod Taylor first year. They make playoffs because Andy Dalton with the Bengals getting a win last game of the year. Mm-hmm. There you go. Then wow. they said, get rid of Tyrod. See he ends up to Cleveland behind... There Baker it is. Mayfield. That's the one. There's, there's literally no chance I'm going to be on that thing. What was that there? Donate to Bobby Carpenter? There was a donate to Bobby. Is that what I just saw on the screen? Yeah, you did. Fucking what computer? Oh, it's a new computer. Did Bobby Bobby send you that computer? What's Bobby up to? General runner for Senate. (laughs) That is donate and get your burn on with Bobby Carpenter. (laughs) 
Saturday, January 21st, 12 oh, o'clock. I'm going. At I'm OTF going. Pickerington. Space is limited. Call a studio or stop by a front desk to reserve your spot. $30 minimum donation price. Orange Theory Fitness, Buckeye Cruise. All donations will go to support Buckeye Cruise for cancer. Slash to James. Is Hell he fucking yeah. selling Let's a company down there on the lower left? <laughs> I don't know. It's awesome. Is that a baseball? He's selling dude? himself. I oh, fucking look love at this guy. Up dude. Sleeves, everything. It looks great. I didn't know he had swag with two sleeves whenever he was playing. Is there any more information? What is this? You have to work out with Bobby. Uh, he is leading. You can work out at Orange Theory, and all the money goes to the cruise. Let's get a great James work. Cancer Hospital. Thirty dollars minimum. Let's go, Bob. We appreciate you, Bob. Bobby. I'd love to see Bob put. He's going to try to. I want to see people there. Like, hopefully, some people go and they challenge Bob and they tell him it's not hard enough because Bob will kill himself. He'll go until the death. <laughs> like, if you tell him it's not hard, I promise you, if you're like, oh, you're getting tired, Bob, he'll run for 15 straight hours. We need somebody that's watching <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, go and film it. We need boots on the ground this weekend yeah, with Bobby Carr. AJ's go. Are you going, AJ? Uh, if I can make it, I might have to swing oh. by. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if I $30 can make, minimum. Well, not just $30 minimum. Saturday at noon. He's coaching. Yeah. He's got four different teams right now. <laughs> right. It's a lifetime of knowledge for $30. Yeah. Think about it. How was the weekend? Did you have a good weekend? Talk to anybody cool? Did you learn anything we need to know about? Or Yeah, man. Good wild card weekend. Same thing as always. Kids everywhere. Basketball everywhere. Yeah, but Did you get to talk to anybody that we need to know about or anything in Ohio? That- huh? uh, I don't know. I, mean, I, I ran into a guy who I used to play basketball against like 25 years ago. Oh, so nice. That's cool. Great what, was player. His, what was his name? His name's Jamie. He's a great player. Great, great point guard. Hell yeah, Jimmy used to have handles. I knew that 25 years ago. We used to talk about him in Pittsburgh. Anybody else over there? <laughs> Not that I know of, no. And you don't know where you're going. Well, I just didn't know if you had a conversation with anybody that needed to be heard publicly yeah, or yeah. Anything, any information that yeah. you got. And you guys you played with instead of against? Uh, yeah. That's all right. Anyways, thank you, AJ. Ha- happy you had a great weekend. Hey, baby, AJ. Hey, boy, AJ. How was your weekend? You have a good weekend? I did. Just watched, literally just watched the games and played PGA. Hell yeah. with the wife. Were you able to sleep in at all? I did. I slept in a little bit. I slept in a little bit. Saturday morning was, all of a sudden, it was, oh, shit. It's like 9.30. It was one of those mornings. Pretty cool. You play PGA for what system? Uh, PS5, bro. Come on, Wake dude. up. Is it? Did I get that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's that? Does anyone, else, does anyone play Xbox? Like, how does it work? I mean, I have an Xbox sitting there. That's why I didn't know which one I do play. I do play the PS5, right? Yeah. yeah. You, there Hell is no yeah. cross-platform uh, to your question. Hey, I'm, are you playing on that? You play PS5? I don't have a system, no. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, oh, dude. Too busy I playing told you, man, It's too advanced. It got to way too advanced for me. I'm not good at it. Hey, I, I updated my golfer. I put clothes on him. Now we're talking. He's got a bucket was he, cap on. Was he, he dogging dog out, out earlier or what? No, he wasn't nude. He, he just, I see you, Diggs. <laughs> you guys are worried about pro golfer's dick. <laughs> what? Okay, pro what golfer. I mean, you What's going on, boys? I, just, I mean, in the backswing. Sorry, I... Like a pendulum. I dressed pro golfer, <laughs> but with the way he's playing, might as well swing his yeah. dick around. If he was, if he was to be <laughs> naked, it would be a scene. Mm-hmm. I don't know him that well, but my guys coming together. Love that. Couple hole in ones, two of them. Here we go. Really? That's big. Starting to putt. Here we go. I think it's gonna make me a better real life golfer. I think there's a chance. Yeah. Why not? Are you playing against other people online? I'm in the fucking PGA Championship. Oh. Okay. I've won wow. a couple tournaments Can you play back in the to back. Is there a live part of the game? Not yet. I don't know. I haven't got there yet. No. Did anybody watch that Drive to Survive golf with live thing? Uh, no. Uh, still, I have still not waiting yet. on it's the not, uh, yeah, not, We haven't yeah. got it yet. Codes. I thought 15th. Oh, February. February. Mm-hmm. Got it. We shall wait. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's going to be There's awesome. a tennis one out right now that That's I wouldn't. I'm, yeah. Might How end up that? checking out. I don't know. I heard it's pretty good. Yeah, I saw the trailer. It looked pretty, a lot of talk about uh, Nick 
Creek? Kyrgios. Kyrgios, yeah. Was he the guy that beat both uh, Roth and Joke? And, and yeah, he's uh, bad at all. Yeah. He's a crazy, Psycho. He's a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just actually withdrew from the Australian Open, unfortunately. How come? Uh, he had to get his knee drained, and it was there's a lot of stuff in there. So, so there we go. That's what Lamar's going through. Let's yep. remember that mm-hmm. that injuries do occur, and we need to have a little bit of compassion. Let's talk about tonight's game because tonight's game. Here we go. We'll end to who's playing against the Niners. No. Yes. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. On Sunday Night Football, this upcoming divisional round weekend, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at home. Rick Stroud will be on the field. <laughs> Ryan Jensen, who tore his ACL first day of training camp, center, vibe setter, mode and mood setter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and center as a whole, back with no surgery taking place on his knee. He's back and returning to the lineup. And on the flip side, Dak Prescott, who has seven interceptions or seven games with an interception, which is the longest streak since like 2012 or something for a quarterback, leading the Dallas Cowboys, who have had a great run game in the past, not as of late, and Micah Parsons on defense, which leads a group that is hungry. Two and a half point favorites in Tampa are the Cowboys. AJ, your official pick. Man, this one has I've gone back and forth on this a little bit over the last day or so, but I'm I'm riding Cowboys here minus two and a half. I know wow. they, they haven't been great uh, in the last what thirty years on the road in the playoffs, but I like what their defense can do with Dan Quinn. I think Dak I think Dak gets a little extra heat that he probably shouldn't. I mean, what four or five of those picks were directly in the hands of his receivers, and they just popped him up for the defense. I concur with that. A lot of heat on Dak. Here's where the record stands as of this weekend with you and me with oh. picks. Okay, I want one and four. Oh, it got sent in. Jeez. I want one and four. Where'd I go? You Where went one? two and three. Okay. Here we go. You, uh, what's that? We're hot. We are very hot. On the season, I am uh, eight, five, and five. You're five, eight, and five. There we are. Really? Did I just lose every, the last like five weeks of the year? Yeah, we. Ha- I got hot late until this weekend, obviously. This weekend, I was ice cold. I, mm. I had been feeling very good about my picks, though. Like, I'd been fa- feeling rather solid about it. I've been at, like, 500 or a little bit better. You've been dancing around there. You got the lead. You're taking the Cowboys. I have to go the opposite. Catch you here. Here we go. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I mean, who knows what could happen tonight. Give me Tom Brady. Yep. Even though there's – Jensen back is a big deal, I think. I think so, too. Undefeated against the Bucks. I mean, against the Cowboys. Excuse me. Tom Brady. Mm. Right. Which would – Six and Maybe push me the other way. Seven. Yeah. He – Oh, <laughs> it hasn't been Tom Brady at all. It hasn't. This has not been a Tom Brady-led team at all. No. But this is a new season. Yeah, this is the playoffs. They could have locked in this yes. week. Heinz Ward told Cam, uh, told Emmanuel Sanders his rookie year when they went to the playoffs and inevitably lost in the Super Bowl to? To uh, Packers. Yep. To the Packers. Emmanuel Sanders said that Heinz Ward stood in front of the group, and Heinz Ward didn't normally do this. Heinz Ward said, listen, we lock in for the next month. That's all we got to do. No more drinking, no more partying. We do a little extra cold tub, a little extra hot tub. We take another hour on film. We lock in for the next month. We could be world champions. That's what it is. That's really what the playoffs are. You could just buy in. If you get everybody to buy in for one month, you live and get everybody gets bonuses, everybody gets richer, and everybody gets to experience winning a Super Bowl. That's what the playoffs are about. Now, some teams obviously much better than others, but we've seen underdogs go on a run in the playoffs like we've never seen before. 
maybe Tom has the boys dialed in because it is playoffs. Good. That's right. And maybe this is the same old, same old Tom Brady because Tom Brady regular season this year didn't have an opportunity to be Tom Brady regular season from the golden days because he was going through a lot. That's right. Too much. Guy lost $300 million on crypto. And his family. Really? His family really separated him. Uh, yeah, it was original reports like six hundred million. I think it's either like three hundred or thirty. Wait, when you say he lost it though, he never had it. Yeah, he never seen it. It was just put he, into he a place. Lost his investment. Much like but a lot. Did he of, actually put money in. Did he put his own money in? I think it was a part of the deal, and then also some of his own money. One point one million shares of FTX, I believe, it was reported. And it was at thirty well, bucks him. or something like that. Yeah, they gifted him most of it. It's down to one. Or so they lost thirty bucks. So it's like thirty million, maybe thirty million dollars. Yeah. He lost, nonetheless, divorce. Everything going on. Missed training camp. It's a brand new season. Same old Tom. Give me Tampa Bay and Tom Brady and Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on. All right. Let's go. I don't It'll love it. a fun it, game, man. But is it Troy it. and Joe? Yes. It yes. is. Yep. And then the Manning cast is happening. First guest, Dion Sanders. Going to yeah, be good. Now we're talking. Going to be good. I think Peyton and Dion are going to do sure. fantastic <laughs> things together. Mm-hmm. Who are the other guests I uh, – Dan Camp, oh, MCDC. Yes. What? Yes. Holy shit. Teddy Brewski as well. Here we go. It's a pretty good lineup. Yes. It's a great that. fucking lineup. I'm excited That's to watch this. playoff lineup. Peyton getting the best out of MCDC will be fantastic. Yeah, I'm excited to see how you yeah. feel. MCDC also out of season, mm-hmm. a lot to look back upon. Yep. Yep. Good spirits, I assume. Oh, Drinking yeah. beers. Hopefully just pounding beers. I was going to say, they should make him drink a fifth of Jack before he goes on here. I think, he, I think he'll do it while he's on. That would be awesome. And then he'll smoke 14 cigs. What? Yep. He'll have a chaw in the whole time, obviously. Fucking MCDC is going to crush tonight. Let's Deion go. Sanders into Dan Campbell. Oh. Wow. Perfect. The Manning cast said, we still got our fastball. Mm-hmm. Don't you worry about it. And then Teddy Bruschi in that, uh, to end the game, he obviously knows a lot about Tom Brady. Strong finish. It is. It does. Hey, don't you want to see him? I want to see Peyton Eli do one game with no guest. Nothing against any guest in the world. I just like to see Peyton's brain work. I like to see Eli throw stuff out. Me too. And even if they're dead quiet, just looking at the screen. When I traveled to Europe, I forget. I think it was my rookie year. They had a show on TV that they showed. And it was literally just a camera on people on their couch watching a show. Okay? They were dead quiet. They were dead quiet for like fucking... Maybe 45 seconds to a minute just watching the show. Then react. Oh, and then that was a show. I assume at some point, I mean, that's what the internet is. You know, obviously watch alongs and everything like that. Sure. But like Peyton and Eli, I don't know if they feel obligated to have a guest on. They don't think you'd be good or not, but it's like. They have people telling them, we need guests to kind of help you guys along. And they're probably, yeah, if they, yes. they know that they could do it. They don't need a guest. They know that. I hope they do. I don't know if they do. Honestly, I think they're probably told they, they have can't. to. They have to know they don't. I hope so, man. Because I've been obviously lucky to go on there. And every time I go on, I'm like, (laughs) I'm thinking to myself, this show is much better when there's no guest at all. So whenever he would ask one of the questions that I think he felt obligated to ask because he wanted to be a hospitable host and everything like that. It's like, let's answer that and let's just get like them watching football is what we're here for. Mm -hmm. Breaking it down. Is that what other people I, I don't maybe like I just I'm intrigued by Peyton's brain and Eli too. how his like I don't. I don't know enough about Eli. I, don't, I haven't seen him enough, but I just hear he's amazing and very funny. And I do love – I know The Rock gave him a, his own nickname and everything. I forget what it was. I'm sure one of you guys remember E-money. it. Yeah, I just like watching Peyton. What was it? I don't know. E-Money, I, I think. There's no way that was actually I, it. I thought it was. It was a human, human carbon monoxide or something. Yeah, it was something like that. 
That's yeah. what The Rock said? Yeah. Silent killer. Si- yeah. Silent but Being in the same room yeah. as you will kill you. You know, something like SBDs, that. SBDs, like farts. Yeah. No, I think he meant like he's quiet, but he then when carbon he speaks. Monoxide, yeah. mm-hmm. There we go. He's a killer. And him, Peyton obviously has a massive amount of respect for Eli. So, like, Eli also knows Peyton better than, what, every human on Earth? Yep. Yeah, for sure. The other thing. So, Eli, Prodden. Mm-hmm. Is great too, and he's a fucking Hall of Fame quarterback doing that. It's a good show. It's a yeah, great show. Yeah. Excited for tonight. Excited for tonight. At least they've deviated from like the hey, let's get this person who didn't play in the NFL, who like has their own podcast that Peyton and Eli each have to ask three questions about that just completely grinds everything to a halt. Like they've they've gotten rid of that. You know, like the guests tonight, all who football guys. Uh, a couple different ones. I mean, uh, you know, I don't think I need to. We don't need to bury. Yeah, you. I don't need to bury anybody. You know what we're talking. You about. know. Yeah, I honestly, well, I'm just, I was trying to run back in my brain of who right. I've seen on there. Let's wrap this up. Let's, uh, let's end this incredible overreaction Super Wildcard Monday with a segment about the man who is celebrated today as well. Obviously, yeah. Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible time to remind We've had it up on the, the date bug yeah, here. I like and, that graphic. And nice little tick- graphic. Zito did an incredible job here. Oh, and on the ticker. Figured it's a good thing to wrap up the show with, like, when you think about people who have incredible quotes, and I think that's really all a lot of people know a lot of people from, is quotes, things that they've said. You talk about shaping an entire generation of people. You talk about shaping people. I, I obviously never got to witness Martin Luther King or Steve Jobs or any of these quotes that kind of carry us through our day-to-day, but I do get a chance to kind of peek inside their brain and how they live with the quotes that end up living on forever from them. And I think if you listen to Martin Luther King and all of his quotes and you read about him, he's all about togetherness and moving along in like harmony almost. I found a quote that I um, from him this morning as I was thinking about this. this th- I, I don't know how I haven't celebrated this one more his quote is peace is more precious than diamonds or silver or gold it's like what a profound thought because whenever you're making a decision right when you're making a decision your happiness has to be a part of it you know and that obviously this is probably talking to something much more grand than that but if you just take it for what it is it's like the dude was brilliant he was obviously an incredible leader what had happened in our country at the time in which he was speaking, he was a needed force. Still needed, obviously, but I think we've made great strides, although there will forever be assholes. So this is an incredible day to remember that there was brilliant minds here before us. Tap into it. Go read a little bit. Learn about it. And hopefully make the future even better. Because although the hate can't drive out hate, like darkness can't drive out darkness, and I have a dream, and there's a lot, there's many quotes that come from Martin Luther King you should look into. And, you know, just kind of remember where we are, where we can get to, and hopefully appreciate life a little bit, AJ. And I think that's where I that, think that's, go ahead. I think it's well said. I, but just think the fact that we're still talking about them 30, 40, 50 years later, whatever it is, anyone that has that kind of staying power and is still relevant, what they were saying back in the day, yeah. I mean, obviously, you got to take it serious, and you should not. If you don't know, you should probably read some stuff about it. It's just a good reminder. It's a good yearly reminder just to kind of like tap in. And with Google and the ability to just search things now better than ever before, it's like, why not just kind of search around? The peace is more precious than diamonds or silver or gold is such a fascinating thing that you can take kind of to everything. Because we're all trying to find a little peace, baby. That's all we're trying to find, a little happiness. That's right. A little love. Right. Got a lot in common. Everybody does. Hopefully you remember that forever. Let's celebrate the hell out of today. Hell yeah. On the way out of here, let's watch our COVID cowboy. Oh, oh yeah, go, Tony. Tony Dog. Let's we'll watch. Let's watch our what great gambler. Mm-hmm. Even though we lost all four, hey, we lost all four. We'll be back. I mean, 
It wasn't a holiday, was it, AJ? What's ha- what happened? We suck, bro. You hear me? We suck. It's rigged. Game's rigged. See? Yep. Scripted. That's an easy out. That's an easy out for us to say. That's an easy yeah. out for us to say. But at some point, you got to look in the fucking mirror That's and just right. say, boys, we suck. Yeah, we fucked it we up. We fucked up. Oh, for four. Next ones. We're hitting the next ones, though. You're damn right. Yeah, we are. You're damn right. Hell yeah. Because in, instead of separating into little groups, we're going to come back together. Oh, yeah. And we're going to oh, piece yes. together the perfect. But we're going to boost something. We're going to piece together the perfect boost. And we're going to hit this divisional round. Amen. And then we're going to carry that momentum into the championship round. Hell yeah. And then we're going to bet on Pro Bowl for that hot. And then the Super Bowl, obviously, we are going to take them for all they got because it's going to be our last opportunity to gamble on the NFL. I lost a lot of money this weekend on FanDuel. Mm -hmm. Responsibly, obviously. Yeah, responsibly. Responsibly. But this was my biggest losing weekend of the year. And I ain't doing it again. Yeah. Till tonight. Get it all back. That's right. Connor, what are some bets we should look at tonight before we get out of here? This oh, yeah. is actually here we go. Connor hit for a $25 bet for $11,000 this weekend. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Pretty, pretty good. good pretty bet. good. This pretty is good. not his first time doing this. This is multiple yeah. times in one season. Connor, fucking A, pal. Oh, let's, go. let's keep going here. Let's keep it going. $25. He said Austin Eckler's going to score two touchdowns. That guy's a goddamn right. magnet. Uh, Marvin Jones, anytime touchdown scorer, he got it. Evan Ingram, anytime touchdown scorer, he's back. Tight end, how you doing? Gerald Everett, anytime touchdown scorer, we're moving. 25 bucks for $11,000, wow. almost $12,000. Connor, boys. so proud of Come you, on. man. Baby. That was early in the game. Too. Hell yeah, yeah, Connor. Right in the second half, Marvin Jones came wow. through. Uh, we do have a couple. We looked at this. No, no, no. Take that in. Proud of you. Not easy to do that. Yeah. Connor is a guy, though, that I'll get random text messages out of nowhere about he'll be somewhere in the book. Game specials, plus 2,500, scroll down. They got Micah Parsons and the Cowboys win. Yep. Plus, right now, go ahead and jump on it. Halftime, Bills-Dolphins game. He said Gabe Davis got 69 yards. There's currently a live parlay on FanDuel for Gabe Davis to have 75 yards and the Bills to win at, like, plus 120 or something. Yeah, 150. Like 150. He sends it into the group. He's like, boys, boys. So Connor lives in this place. Oh, yeah. And Connor has profited off of it. Connor has some thoughts on tonight. Connor, we appreciate the hell out of you. Hey, appreciate you guys. Sometimes you just got to go in the weeds. You got to get in there, and you got to see what they're offering because there are winners always for every single game. You just got to pick them. A couple ones tonight. Great uh, quote. T.Y. Hilton, just 25 receiving yards is plus 120. That one, you know, it just feels like, hey, we saw it, what was it, third and 30 Mm -hmm. against the Eagles. He got one deep ball. He's covering that easily with one pass. So even if he has zero catches in the fourth quarter, all it takes is one. That's all. Just a little drag. That's it. Simple. Simple, simple, simple bet. Uh, Micah Parsons, sack. Uh, Diggs brought up a good point. Brady gets it out quick, but Micah sack is minus 102. You gotta assume if anyone's gonna get one, maybe Micah. Micah Sack and the Bucks to win is plus one ninety. Uh, Dak Prescott is minus one eighty to throw an interception. So if you were to go to the defensive props instead of taking that, uh, the four guys they have on there: Dean, Davis, Ryan, Edwards. All of those guys are plus 490 or higher to get an interception, and that's their secondary. So if Dak is minus 180, you got to think, okay, one of those four probably getting an interception, especially because they're in the secondary, both corners, both safeties. Great value there. You might as well just take a look. Opening kickoff touchback. We are talking about this before. Brett Meyer what? and Jake Camarda, I believe, kicks off for them. They both bomb the ball. Tampa, I think it's going to be normal weather. 
you know, might as well just try and start off easy with a win. That's only minus 165. And then these are the two. Diggs asked earlier about these when we're just sitting out there hanging out. Like both of them. And obviously you have to take both of them because you don't know who's getting the ball first. Lenny Fournette to score the first touchdown. Zeke to score the second touchdown. Or Zeke to score the first touchdown. Lenny to score the second touchdown is plus 6,500. And so, that's what you like. And that's what wow. I like. Hey, we watch Tampa every single time. Plus 6,500 means very long shot. Yeah, yeah, very low odds of that hitting. But Tampa, this is what they do. Their opening script is going to be unbelievable. They're going to march down the field and score. And then they're not going to do shit for two quarters. <laughs> and then they're either going to come back in the fourth or we're going to be talking about how Tom Brady's going somewhere else next year. And then same thing with the Cowboys. If they get, The worry is when they get to like the 20-yard line, they might just start hucking it to the end zone. But if they get down inside the five, they'll give it to Zeke a couple times. So he'll have some chances. And uh, I forget who I believe Man. the Cowboys have good rushing defense, but – They've let up a decent amount of rushing touchdowns, and same with the Buccaneers as well. Hey, I just put in all these bets. Let's go. Here we go. Just need one or two of them to hit. That's the problem. When I listen to Hammer Down, when I used to go on Hammer Down basically every single day, it would be so expensive because every bet that everybody's saying, I'm just, yep, I'm in there. Yep. As he was saying that, I just put $532,000 I'm about to win. (laughs) Simple. (laughs) It just happened right in front of my face. Simple. TY's over-under is 21.5 right now. Minus so, 110. Which, again, doesn't oh, make yeah. uh, much sense how that bet works, but whatever. Yeah, it's they know something, though, but mm-hmm. we're trying to beat them. Connor has for big. Congrats to you, Connor. Here we go. Let's keep Connor. going, boys. He was one off from another one back-to-back days. He was about to have a super. Yeah, TJ Hawkinson. Guy gets 150 fucking yards, but he can't get in the end zone. Thanks a lot, pal. Well, what would that one have been for? That would have been 16000 25 bucks. 50 Imagine him going eleven eight nine on Saturday, mm-hmm. and then sixteen thousand on Sunday. This guy would have been heralded as a fucking phenom. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it tonight. Hey, we might it might happen tonight. tonight. We got it. You know, why not? T Y Holmes like plus seven fifty to score a touchdown. To you like T Y tonight, huh? I just think you know we've seen it with these other two teams, right? The Bills with Naeem Hines. They add him mid season. He goes and has a massive game. So that one's kind of kaput. Obviously, the Niners and McCaffrey, he's done well the entire year. T.Y. with the Cowboys is kind of that last piece that was added to these teams in the playoffs that hasn't had his big shining moment, even though you can probably count that third down as a big shining moment. Yeah, third and 20. Yeah. Yeah, T.Y., plus 750 to score a tut. Yep. I like that. Yeah, the touchdown odds are really weird tonight. Doesn't make much sense. Yeah, it feels like the under, right, is what everybody's thinking. We'll probably learn more about that on Hammer. Don! Speaking of Hammer, Don! Tone Diggs, why don't you make some putts for the people? If Tone Diggs, host of Hammer, Don! Can make, what do you want, one? You'd never step over here. I don't think you practice ever. No, I've never putted on this before. If Tone Diggs, you did on the uh, Megacast. Second time. If Tone Diggs can go one of five here. Here you go, Tony. New dad, hasn't had a chance to pick up a golf club. If Tone can go one of five on this super overreaction, MLK Day, Junior Monday. Get right. <sighs> now you know. Right. It's good. Now you know. It's good, uh, found a track. How much we give away? Yep. We'll give 10 people $500 who retweet this video, say something nice to somebody, and put their cash tag in the same reply so we can pay you efficiently on it's Cash App, a deal that might be ending soon. It would be a shame if I missed all these. Huh? Tony, no, no, Tony. 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 for the win, Tony. Tony. It's a super Monday. There oh, it is. That might yeah. be the Yachty. one. Yep. Tony! Yachty! Wow. Attaboy, Attaboy, Tony. Tony. <laughs>
Great shot. Happy for you, buddy. That was a great roll. Hell of a putt. Ten people, five hundred dollars. Retweet this video. Say something nice to somebody, and put your cash tag in there so we can pay you efficiently on Cash App. Tone, thanks for that. It's a great way to wrap up the show. My pleasure. Big shout to Rap Sheet for joining us earlier, talking about players as humans. That was very, very nice of him. AJ, anything to say to the people as we wrap up this MLK, Jay? Yeah, I mean, I think we should enjoy tonight. Con Man's going to hit another one of those monster uh, odd bets. Come on, Con Man, (laughs) let's do it. Hammer. Dies M15. Say something nice to somebody. We'll see you tomorrow for Aaron Rodgers Tuesday. Oh, Oh. shit. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Aaron Rodgers Tuesday tomorrow. Should be awesome. Goodbye.